Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 139. I know we say it every week, but it's crazy that we're even at that number. Tonight's episode is presented by Cosmic Disc Golf. Check out CosmicDG.com for everything Cosmic related in disc golf. And then also on Marshall Street's website, they have some Cosmic gear as well. Matt's worn the hat. I actually have my hat right over there. No, not uh, today. Guys I actually, there. so mm-hmm. I have so many Cosmic hats. In fact, I was wearing Cosmic hats through the weekend. Yeah. But I also like Double G Craft Jerky, so I'm wearing their hat. It's crazy, man. I never thought I'd arrive to this level of stardom where I have hats galore being sent to me, shirts. It's it's a rich life, this disc golf world. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Double G Craft Jerky, though, we actually have a fun little game right after Carter's interview tonight. So everybody stick around in the chat. Um, everyone's going to be involved. You can all win some awesome prizes. So be ready in probably about 30 minutes or so, Matt. Mm, yeah, it's uh, so Carter will be about yeah 18 minutes if we're counting. Let's bring Evan in. Evan, um, you said you have a lot of cool events, so we're going to be excited to talk about those. But how are you doing in general? You played a tournament. Is that correct this weekend? Ooh, I did, but I, I didn't think we were going to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. No, 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 no. It's all good. No, it was it was a ton of fun. Just, you know, we we at the Nick and Matt show between Ben and me, we camp with something called fact Mando. And what it is, is we we find anything that Evan does out on the course and we just provide it as fact. It's not stat. It's just fact. I think you shot something like what is this. Oh, Oh, yeah. You guys have my stats. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, What what did he shoot, Ben? You shot. uh, Oh, no, don't say it. 720. Actually, it's your (laughs) highest rated round in two weeks. Um, <laughs> all right oh well, yeah those are drew gibson facts right there just kidding <laughs> all, all the love to drew all the love to drew all, all right. right so in all seriousness I, i'm 38 years old and i threw a i played a tournament myself and on the last hole of the tournament so 54 holes in what am i hearing oh i i know what i'm hearing something else in my ear can you just mute the, the <laughs> In the green room there. Okay. So I forehanded so hard um, that like I pulled some, I, I say pulled strain. I don't know what the deal is. We have experts in the chat. I don't know. In my like abdomen area underneath my left rib cage area, I threw a forehand so hard and I was, I felt like the strain the last hole. And I'm like, well, I made it to the end. And I'm like, like holding my side. It hurts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not young anymore. Like our next guest that's coming on is 15. Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> um, so did you play a tournament too, Nick? I did. You don't want to talk about not much that to one talk either. about. Not much to talk about <laughs> in the sense. All I did, I got a pretty cool ace. That was about it. How, so I got how an ace was at the an whole tier. Uh, probably two hundred something feet. Okay. A little downhill, par three. Just a little hyzer shot, skipped and reverse skipped into the basket. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Not a great time. Played the Lake Marshall Open. Shout out to all the crew at Lake Marshall. They're incredible people. Uh, Bisco, Gary, Trey, and Corey, they, they hook everything up, and those two courses are immaculate. Unfortunately, we actually got to play the layer course this year, which is the more wooded version, and um, it's so incredibly fun, and it's just fun being there. But off weekend and on a course that does require a lot of power, um, 
is obviously not my strong suit. So if I'm a little bit off, it just felt like I was a lot of bit off. Okay. And uh, but I, I had fun. Great weekend with the boys. Because we don't have a lot of like big events or a big event to like talk about and focus on for Evan's recap here. I'm going to take a few more minutes just to talk about ratings. <laughs> People love it. No, no, but in all seriousness, this is kind of interesting. I think there's an audience out there that will actually find this somewhat interesting. So comment if you think so. If you hate it, let me know. So I went out and played my first round at the New England Amateur Disc Golf Championship. I'm wearing the shirt. It's pretty sweet. The best, actually, I will give this the best jersey for a tournament, like a shirt that's ever been provided in a player pack that I have seen. I, I love it. Shout out to Thought Space on that one and the, the tournament, of course. But I went out and played the first round, Nick, and I know this isn't anything exciting for you, but I shot a 993 rated round. And... The reason why ratings are cool is because you hear that and you say, oh, Matt must have shot pretty good. And I did. I was happy with it. I was in third place. I was out of the lead by like I was four behind the lead, but I was like, dang, second place is one ahead of me. Like I'm doing good in a field of like 60 M ones. I'm lead card um, for the second round. And rain is projected in the forecast. It's a little bit tighter wooded course, like really tighted, tighter wooded course. And I start out okay, and then I proceed <clears throat> to shoot what is the worst rated round in the past 12 years of my disc golf. And I will go on record and say I went from a 993 rated to an 868 rated round. <laughs> that, my friends, my quick math is over 120 points. 125. <clears throat> Thank you. And I don't know how to explain the feeling except that you're kind of confused and you're not sure it happened. My putting wasn't bad. I just wasn't, everything was not going my way. Two holes were triple bogeys that included Which OB holes? and, so, and uh, first trees hole seven um, yep. and hole 18. <clears throat> oh yeah. I'm not here to really talk about like my preferences. Ditches? Yes. I'm not here to talk about my preferences <laughs> of like, OB ditches crossing the fairway at multiple places, but it happened. Long story short, I end up shooting plus 11, 867 rated, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Uh, That's bad. So hey, go ahead. Matt, Evan. you want some stats on it? Give me a little bit more because I, I, yeah, I've got some interesting stuff to share. All right. Cause you thought this was like groundbreaking, never been done before. <sighs> kind of maybe well, not other, that much. Other players you, around you the world was... have done it, but I wasn't sure about like pro tour. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 125 point rating difference just within the event. I know it's back to back rounds, a little harder to query, but but cool stuff. So 125 rating points. It's to look it up, it's kind of tough because there's a lot of bad data in there. There's a lot of people <laughs> okay. who have 120 point uh rating, which is like, okay, you probably DNF'd and uh the tournament right. director never said it as such. So it's it's hard to skim through all of that. So I set a base of 700 rating, which there's plenty of people who can shoot under a 700 rating, but just for the uh basis of this, that was my minimum. Uh and looked at all the players who have shot above a 700 rating and then their gap between their best rating and lowest rating at a tournament. And 125 rating point difference is good for the 15th largest gap in MA1 at a tiers in new hampshire history <laughs> uh i i had to do those clarifiers to at least get the data down to a, a certain amount i could i could do it for all a tiers or all all divisions too but uh that is pretty crazy and while going through the data i noticed 
Paul Kranz is also on that list. Uh, New England local. Um, Last year at the same tournament. Last year at the same tournament, shot a 1051 and a 908. Whoa. Um, so a 908 was his low, which is pretty, pretty good. That was, that was higher than, or that was higher than my high this past weekend. Yeah. So congrats to him. Uh, man. That, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> it just confirms it, it, it. Again, it felt bad. It, I don't know what to say about it beyond that. Anyway. So I drove home. My son was playing up there. My son on the ride home is like trying to talk to me about holes and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to talk, bud. I just, I just need to like process this slowly and in my head <clears throat> what happened. And long story short, I actually, my mechanics were off. Like it was literally a mechanic thing, not a mental thing because the next round I was like, man, I know exactly what was wrong, but it's hard to fix that mid round. And I think most disc golfers know that you figure it out what it is mid round, but you can't fix it. You're like, I can't fix it. So third round, I come out playing again and I shoot a 974, I think. So I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of, rede I redeemed myself as an AM1 player. Um, I reached out to Chuck Kennedy and I'm like, Chuck, explain to me what happens with this 868 or whatever it is rated round. And he starts throwing all this math at me. Shout out Chuck. And I'm like, Chuck, I'm not that smart. He goes, have one of your boys do it. I'm like, I don't know. So there's something called standard deviation. Some of you have already checked out when I said that but I'm going to try to explain it in an interesting way for you. So a certain amount of ratings are used to figure out what your player rating is. And you can go to your profile and figure that out. It will tell you which rounds are being used for your rating. Take those rounds that it says are being used and you can average them more or less to find out what your rating would be. <clears throat> but to figure out if a round is so bad that they don't want to use it, leave out your worst rated round in that grouping. Like, so I just did it this weekend. Leave it out. Include every other round. Figure out what your player rating would be. Now, there's something that I didn't know about, but it's in Excel or I found a calculator on Google. You put all those rounds in and you say, what is my standard deviation? And it tells you a number. And more or less, that's the range from which your rounds usually, I'm going to use the word fluctuate. Your rounds fluctuate a certain amount. It gives you like, hey, here's how much you usually fluctuate. And he said, take that number, your standard deviation, and multiply it times two and a half. Because they're saying, if, if you've done something that bad outside of two and a half times what you normally fluctuate, it's some outlier and we're going to get rid of it. I punched it all in. I figured it out. And I looked and I said, that round was so bad. We've already confirmed it. But it's going to actually fall off and not affect my rating. So now that tells some of you that's also what you think ratings are bad for. You're like, dude, it's not even accurate. But so technically on the weekend, I averaged like 984 and I'm pretty proud. <laughs> and Matt, you kind of alluded to it, but your ratings above two and a half standard deviations still count. So if you have an outlier, that's good. All fair game. It gets to count. You get the benefit of the doubt. If you have an outlier, that's bad. And then has dropped. Okay. You're not actually, you know, that Great. level. You're better than that. It doesn't count, which it, I'm, you I'm not going to get into it, but I'm like, <laughs> I kind of think that's how you have that, how you have ratings inflation is because we, uh, this is all I'm going to say about it is this 30 seconds is I think there should be two ratings, one hidden, one shown, Ooh. the shown one, you can have drops. That's what we already see. You should have a hidden one 
um, that calculates it as in its truest form, uh, especially for pros. Think Paul Macbeth. Why did his 2020 DDO bad round get dropped from his player rating? He was the highest player rated player in the world at the time above Ricky Baisaki. Even if you counted it, it was lower. But now when I'm then used as a propagator with this dropped round, my rating is now higher than I actually am. So if you had a hidden one that was used as your propagator rating, um, I think that would be good. It does get a little confusing. I understand it's bad. And I do want to shout out Will Rake, who's d done a lot of uh, work, who's helped out you know, with Statmando. He's, he's really interested in that stuff and has shown a lot of cool stuff. So I, I get my info from him originally, but not throwing him under the bus if he's doing anything wrong, because uh, we're still learning. So Here's what I think about that. Cause you texted me that. And then I had these shower thoughts, right? Like as in like, <laughs> I took a shower after my tournament and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, and I think this is probably something what Chuck would say. And I, I don't think I'm far off with his idea of thinking. It's not an accident usually to shoot really well. Like it's not an accident to shoot a thousand twenty five, in my opinion, like you have to have the skill to do it. However, could I, could I sprain a finger or could I have a really bad day? My wife's going to divorce me. I mean, like that is an accident to shoot a bad round. And I think they want to throw out outliers that are just like, they're, what do they call them? Anomalies, right? Like if I shot a 500 rated round, that's, that would, that would not demonstrate how, who I was as a disc golfer, but I don't think it's an accident to shoot really well. And I think that's why they include it to your point though. It seems like it'd be inflation. And some people would say, include that 868 I shot in it. But does that really demonstrate who I am as a player or was it an anomaly? And it's like, that is not who you are. So mm -hmm. anyways, that's as much as we need to talk about ratings. But I thought it was interesting. That's the first time it's ever happened to me. And uh, it, anyways, that was the tournament and um, good event, good payout. I think Am2 got like 800 bucks in funny money. Yeah. Crazy. What do you even do with that? You oh go to the goodness. store, you buy baskets, you buy bags, and you sell them and get cash. <laughs> Facts. Yep. All right. Anyways, that's that. Give us the update. We got Carter Aaron's in about five minutes or so, but you can take it away. Oh Evan. boy. I got to fly through this, but I, I did want to say real quick, you know, although I didn't really wasn't dying to talk about my round, I did run into a few Nick and Macho fans somewhere on my cards. The overall, uh, both rounds were very pleasant and a ton of fun. So uh, I'm not a, uh, sad Susan or whatever you call it, uh, Debbie Downer on this. So, uh, getting through it, uh, I'm going to go East to West in the globe. Cause there's a lot of cool things around the world. And then I'll get into Beaver state mm -hmm. fling at the end is, uh, Jeremy Colin wins the Japan open. This used to be a, a PDGA major or a well-attended a tier or well-attended for international. That is, uh, it was unsanctioned this year. So you're not going to see it a lot of places. It's not on statman.com or PDGA as of now, but Jeremy Colin won it either by 16 or 17 strokes. I've seen both. I seen a scorecard that said 16. I saw a, a sign that said 17 stroke victory. Um, either way, it's one of his best victories, uh, in his career his highest pdga sanctioned margin of victory uh in his pro career with 16 strokes this also marks his fourth confident continent that he has won a disc golf pro uh not a disc golf pro tour excuse me whoa uh, a disc golf event in general on uh adding to north america europe uh australia slash oceania and now asia uh going over to uh sweden we saw james proctor and eric oakley make an appearance at the lund Biparken open uh by clash dis that's on the swedish disc golf pro tour we had michael Bowie on the uh, show to talk about it james proctor takes it down in a win over eric oakley and others um then we can go over to the belgian open the second european pro tour event of the year we had heidi lane uh, 
famous for pronouncing her name differently at some points. Uh, she won an FPO. She is now ranked 28th in the world by Statmando. This is her third European Pro Tour victory. She was in the U.S. for four events on tour this year. She finished as high as 8th at Music City and 9th at Jonesboro. In MPO, we saw Timo Talakanen, oh boy, uh, win an MPO. He is now ranked 86th. This is his first European Pro Tour victory. His PDG number is 155087, one of the highest players to win a Euro Series event. Highest. Um, uh, PDGA number that is uh, higher number than me, which is crazy, um, and has yet to play any PDGA event outside of Europe. He didn't even play the European Pro, uh, European Open last year or any year prior. We also saw Silver Lot finish in fifth. He'll probably be the most notable name in the field. Uh, I, I want to hop over to Iceland real quick because there's the Reykjavik Open. Uh, Blair Orn Askerson, uh, excuse me there. Uh, he's from. Uh, Iceland, he won it, but uh, Trevor Harbolt finished in second. He had played the Lexington Open in Kentucky the week before and then flew over uh, to Iceland, which is his only European event of the year. I, th I found that really interesting. Uh, Nick mentioned the Lake Marshall Open in Virginia. Uh, that was an A tier that was really, really well attended in MPO, but I'll cover FPO first because Natalie Ryan wins uh, in A tier. This is not related to her legal battle with the Disc Golf Pro Tour in PDGA. She won by 24 strokes, but she was the only 900 rated player in the field in mpo we saw brayden sides win in uh mpo he's 121st ranked he's 38th in disc golf pro tour rookie points as it stands now and that's important because i'm going to go through a few other people who finished and their disc golf pro tour rookie points because it is full of these rookies uh joseph anderson finished third aiden scott finished fifth blake poland finished seventh nathaniel johnson finished eighth and matt hammerstein finished eighth they are in that order i named them second first tenth 18th and 14th in disc golf pro tour rookie points uh the disc golf pro tour standings just for rookies though uh for this current season uh nick you also said you played it uh we covered that already mike Mosier wanted an mp50 this is his 271st pro win that's including pro open and pro masters together that's the fourth all-time leaderboard after brian schweberger lane king and barry schultz uh, I wanted to cover the Foxwood Open in Ontario, Canada. It just finished. They went into today because today is Victoria Day in Canada as a national holiday. Uh, so oddly enough, went into Monday. Thomas uh, Gilbert takes it down. He has yet to finish top 20 this season. His best, uh, uh, his last time he finished top 20 on tour. Sorry, it hasn't finished top 20 on tour yet this season. His uh, last top 20 on tour was last year at the MVP Open. Chatel Budinski uh, won it in FPO, and she's played eight events on tour in the last uh, season, but she's also looking for a top 20 finish. Uh, Matt Bell wins MPO in uh, California with Greg Barsby playing in that field. I thought that was interesting because we saw him play recently. But that brings, <laughs> brings my speed round to the end because we have hit Beaver State fling. Yeah, uh, Beaver State. Wins it by three strokes. Uh, Beaver State Fling historically has been a national tour event uh, that then is now a Disc Golf Pro Tour silver event at the famous Milo McIver State Park. This year, they made a new gold layout, which the course originally or normally is 27 holes. They would split it into an east and west, two sets of 18 holes for the Beaver State Fling. This year, they shrunk it down to just a single 18-hole course called uh, 
Milo Gold actually uh, it's Gold Layout. I don't know what the official name is, uh, but Eagle McMahon wins it by three. This is his third Beaver State fling um, win in his third straight attempt. Uh, he's now won in 2023, 2019, and 2018. He took a few years off, so that's why it's his third straight attempt. Um, for his first uh, event on tour that he's won three times. Uh, he's won a few others two times, and it's his 14th career win for Majors Elite and Silver. Jen Allen wins. It's her first ever win on tour. Uh, in FPO, of course, she has multiple FP40 major titles. She aced hole one in the final round. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out. It is sick. Um, not many people win and also get an ace on tour. The most recent ones we have to look at is Macy Diaz at the Lake Marshall Open during the wraparound events that earlier this season. And then James Conrad is the other most recent one from MPO and FPO at 2021 Worlds. Uh, notably for Jen Allen, it is 8,393 days from her first PDGA cashed event in the year 2000 until her first win on tour in FPO. Uh, that's the longest gap ever. Um, and she is, you might think she's the first Masters eligible player to get a win on tour. She is not. She's at least the second. Sarah Hokum won last year while being eligible for uh, FP40. Uh, there may have been others in the past. The data is not quite there for birth birthdays, so we can't for sure say, <laughs> but it is likely that they're the only two. And I wanted to at least mention Carter Aarons. We'll hear from him very shortly. Uh, 15-year-old bomber is what I call on him. Uh, he finished fifth. His previous best finish on tour was 40th, and that was the last one he played at the Innova Open at Texas States. Wow. But that wraps up that very long sped through uh, recap. Uh, we had people in the, the chat like saying how awesome this was. So thank you for bringing the value to our show. I don't think you get that type of update, any recap anywhere else. <laughs> I I was just scrolling through all the events and I'm like, man, I just like, I'm getting excited looking at all this stuff. It just was, there was a lot there. And even though Beaver Stafeling was clearly uh, the most uh, well attended event, it was actually, it's the highest uh, strength of field. Uh, for the season in both MPO and FPO for uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour Silvers. Excuse me, I should have led with that. Um, so uh, very well attended, but there was a lot of other cool ones where there's a lot of things coming from it. Um, before we bring in Carter, did you mention or was I busy looking at talking to Ben about something, but Waisaki was back? back. Yes, Ricky Waisaki came back. I, I might have his finishing place if you finished in the top 10. I think it was 11th. 11th you are right he was nine back from eagle man look at that um, don't don't quiz 10, me with 30, silver events nine. quiz me oh it's always a silver i learned my lesson it was a that's what it should be i learned yeah. my lesson i said this is important i'm going to memorize the top 20 yeah. from here on out <laughs> yeah i mean uh, let me at least cover a few other of the top 10 from this weekend uh like andrew presnell gets his uh, second place finish tied with calvin heimberg uh, at second that's only presnell's uh second ever podium on tour uh joining 2021 green mountain challenge uh championship excuse me i always say challenge at gmc i always forget what the c means what the heck don't uh, worry the field of strength is something we like to say yeah yeah right uh calvin heimberg gets yet another podium ganiber finishes fourth i mean they're both pretty used to finishing high up. Nicholas Antela uh, gets a fifth place finish. Aaron Gossage uh, keeping strong, even though he had a tough stretch at OTB Open, comes back here. We saw Nicolo Castro on lead card. He ended up finishing seventh. And Chandler Fry, who hit, I think it was a 60-foot putt on hole 18 and had a bet with Ricky Wysocki that if he made it, 
Ricky Wysocki had to jump into the the Clackamas River, uh, bordering the course, uh, which is ice cold snow runoff. Uh, if Chandler Fry made the putt and he did. So there's a video of Ricky doing it, which is pretty cool. Uh, in FBO, we saw Holland Hanley. Uh, it was really a two horse race between Jen Allen and Holland Hanley. Uh, she was two strokes back, which, if you think about it, the ace that Jen Allen had on hole one, if she just parred that, we would have been going to a playoff. So that ace was very well needed. Uh, Holland Hanley is now in solo second in disc golf pro tour points. And has a chance to take the number one spot in disc golf pro tour points while Krista Tatar is away this next weekend at a silver event. Um, and then we saw Maria Oliva, Owen Scoggins, Rebecca Cox, uh, Ali Smith, Kat Mersch all get really good finishes here. All right. Thank you very much again for that. Nick Carl is still here, everybody. <laughs> I am. It's been yeah, like that's, 25 dude, that's, minutes. That's Evan's realm. I'm, you know, he's got that. We're going to let you rant on stuff later, I'm sure, but we should, yeah. without further ado, bring in our first guest of the evening. We talked about him a little bit. Let's get to know Carter Aarons, everybody. So let's welcome to the show, Carter Aarons. And his microphone should be working. We gave it a little test. We're getting, we're getting savvy here. How's it going, Carter? Good. How about you guys? Great. Not too bad. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining the show tonight. We heard your name a few times yesterday and we said the people want to know more about Carter. Now inside info, this is how many times have I interviewed you, Carter? I think this is the third now. This is the third Dang. time I have interviewed you, but not on the Nick and Matt show. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember how old you were the first time I interviewed you? Oh, I don't. Mm -mm. I think it was probably 10 years old, maybe. Was that, I think 2018 would be about five years ago. I think that's when I first interviewed you with your brother. So you mm -hmm. and your brother play disc golf. You've been playing for a while. That's why I interviewed you. What was the second time I interviewed you for? Do you remember what it was about? The 12 and under world record for distance. For distance. Now tell everybody 12 and under. Um, how far did you throw? 624 and 11 inches. <laughs> He's got the inches. He's got the go. inches too. Dang. Um, there Legit is a though. video out there for that. If people want to go check it out. I don't, I think it's on YouTube. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So go mm -hmm. check that out. Carter, 12 years old. Were you, were you 12 years old when you did that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, if that just shows you right now, you just want to give up disc golf. That's fair. Um, I mean, I can throw half of that. I think <laughs> maybe. No. Um, and so now here we are. This is the third interview and I'm going to mark it down in my journal tonight. When I go to sleep, third interview with Carter Aaron's uh, shoots course record at Milo McIver Beaver state fling 2023. I think it was 12 down. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. What was the previous record before that? I think it was 11. Okay. So yeah. you, you got it fair and square, 12 down record. It's yours. Um, tell us about how long have you been playing disc golf? Obviously, I talked to you when you were 10, but how long have you been playing? Tell the people who you are, where you're from, and then um, what your plans are for disc golf. Okay. I've been playing for, I think, like, about eight year eight years now so it's been a while and um what was it and my plans for disc golf is 
just to go on the pro tour and just try to play my best and just, yeah, just really play on the pro tour. That would be the best case scenario for disc golf. Wow. Yeah. So Evan, I think pre-show you said this was not his rookie year. Last year you did some tour events, correct? Yeah. A little bit. Uh, When you say a little bit, was that like two, three events or, or less or more? I think it was like four or five. Okay. Nick, how many events did you do last year? Um, probably <laughs> about that. Okay. I think. Awesome. Um, so your goal is to, you said you would like the full-time tour. That's the best, that's the best case here. Um, tell us about yeah. your game a little bit. You obviously can throw far. Um, mm-hmm. is that your strength distance or do you, I, I feel like you would have to have a well-rounded game, but what do you feel like is your, your biggest strength? Uh, I would say now probably putting for probably recently. Like the past month, I've been putting pretty good. But also, yeah, distance is one of my specialties too. Nick, what what do you have to ask him about? <laughs> I know you're like, wow. I guess, I mean, you're talking about how you've been playing these big events the last two years now. Mm-hmm. And coming off a really, really good event, I would assume this is obviously your best finish that you've had at one of these events. Are you finding this lifestyle kind of what you envisioned it going to be? Yeah, I would say so. I knew it was going to be like on the road and just mm-hmm. hard to like be consistent that much like nope. that often every week mm-hmm. so just need more just experience on the pro tour then think i'll get there what about it this final round where you shot the 12 down kind of what clicked was it the style of course was it you said your putting's been going very well the last month kind of what really all clicked that final round um it's just my backhand and putting because my if my backhand's like really on i just throw only backhands and really don't even throw any forehands i think i threw one forehand the entire round then just my backhand was really good and i made i think every circle two and in that was like a wide open putt like no obstructions So I think one of the big questions that everyone's probably wondering in the back of their minds is you've been crushing the distance. You started playing, you have the world record at 12 years old. Kind of what is your secret in crushing the disc? Uh, Me and my brother, when we first started, we only cared about distance. Mm -hmm. So we looked at like everybody's form. So like when we were super young, we looked at Simon and David Wiggins. And my brother only used to do 360s because of David Wiggins Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. And, and I think a lot of people relate to wanting to throw far. That's like the first thing you want to do. And especially as a younger player, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of questions coming in the chat here. I want to make sure I grab a few of these. You are you, what about school? Like, are you homeschooled, private school, public school? Where are you at? We know about Gannon Burr and how he's been where he's been. And, but like, what are you doing? Um, this past semester, I just switched to homeschool and it's been way easier for me to get to all the tour events and just, it's just way easier to do homeschool now for me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a lot of people tested that out through the pandemic, but now disc golf is bringing out the young guns and they're like, dude, homeschool's the way. I think Ricky Wysocki mm-hmm. was homeschooled and I think there was a list of others too um, that, that have done that. 
Um, so it probably goes without saying, and Evan might have more stats. I don't know if, if, you've, if you have you collected anything, Evan, on this. I wanted to ask this one question. Maybe you can find it, Evan, but Carter could probably answer it. This has to be your best round of disc golf ever. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, I would say so. It's between that and actually my home course that just shut down. I shot 12 down there also, but I would say this one's better for sure. Why do you feel that way about this one? Is it the competition? Is it the the course history? Is it a rating? Like, what are you comparing it to? I would just say playing on the pro tour. Like, it's just, I really wasn't able to like shoot that great on the pro tour. So it, I would say this is by far because I finally got one round to like click on the pro tour. Mm-hmm. It, this round came in at 1070 rated. Um, this is your best rating of your career. Your next best, which might be this, the 12 down you were referencing was a 1062 at the wild West shootout, um, mm-hmm. in September of 20, uh, 2022. Uh, the next one after that is a 1045. So, I mean, there's all the argument, uh, about, you know, ratings in the uh, particular sense, but 1070, 1062 to 1045, I would guess that one of those top two would be your best rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see on your shirt there, Team Dynamic Discs. Awesome. I think they've, correct me if I'm wrong, they've been a, a longtime sponsor of yours. And you're keeping Evan up, Ben. I don't know if you realize Oh, that. sorry. It's <laughs> like, I was interacting with the it's, chat. It's the, mi- it's the mime. I'm talking and Ben's just sitting. I mean, Evan's I was letting the chat I, know something. I was, I was thinking about just starting to mouth the words <laughs> you, you were saying. Bro, you should have just started moving. <laughs> um, but I see that long time. Is that your only sponsor to this point? Like as far as like dis. Okay, he's saying he's not a yeah. yes. So, with that being said, and and you're 15, and there's no pressure here to answer anything. But do you have like multiple year contracts with them, or is it a year by year basis right now with them? Um, I think it's just a year by year, just okay. because I'm just growing so fast Mm -hmm. no that's great that's fantastic i I think personally i like to hear that um but for you you got to do what's best for you i think um with your abilities that we're seeing at 15 i mean the sky is the limit right i mean is that how you feel right now do you feel like how much room do you feel there is for you to improve like how do you feel about that i feel like there's so much room to improve like even on that 12 down run i feel like i could improve there too like the last four holes I went even through that and feel like I could birdie a couple of those. So, okay. What do you feel like is the um, weakest part of your game? And this includes everything. This is mental game. Everything that's part of disc golf. What's the weakest part of your game? Um, I would say forehand, like angle control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you want to shout out, uh, any other sponsors or anything that you want to say that maybe we missed? This is your time, man. Our fans are loving it right now. And we'll have one more question after this. Yeah, I got, I got one final. Okay, cool. Yeah. I would like to shout out my family for supporting me and Emerald city Disc and dynamic Disc. Awesome. Um, give me your expectations kind of out in the road now you're experiencing a whole new life and especially at such a young young age give me the expectations that you actually have for this coming year touring um i think just just to play well what i think playing well so just like 
Chiburating place is good for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you one of the kind of people where when you just shot this round, did you do you think you played well that round? I know you said you missed a couple towards the end, but realistically, you think you played pretty well? Yeah, I think I played pretty decent. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Um, I said I have one more, but let's let's go two more. We know we've kept you a little longer than we said, but um, do you feel like a shooting around like this is inspiring to you, or do you feel like this is going to put an expectation of how you feel like you should do going forward? Um, I feel like it's both. Like it's inspiring that I can do this, and I really just want to do this every time just put myself up there on the leaderboards like every time just to see that or just to show people that i can really do it yeah i mean nick i do i do not and i don't know if you do nick have a course record that like all the touring pros have played (laughs) like they've all played it and you're like yeah i shot better than anybody who's ever played that course like nope dream course for me to say that on would be like maple hill i'd be like yep i just shoot better there than anybody but um are we gonna see like are you playing enough events and what are the chances that you make it into like uh the playoffs uh for the pro tour do you know have you thought through that um i i don't think so i'm playing like probably four or five more okay well, this is a good point. I think. I mean, good. What does it give you? I don't even know. Is it fifteen point seven? Fifteen points for what? I don't know. Fourth place, right? Oh, oh, oh! My goodness, I'm always so bad at it. It's, it's all. Uh, is it twenty five or fifty now for silvers? It's fifty for first point for first place. Uh, okay. Forty to second for silver, uh, and then it's like thirty something for third. And so it. Would, I think it's higher than fifteen. I would guess like twenty to thirty ish mm. points. I mean, the chat could probably look it up and get get it before I would. The the competition is there, Carter. I, as a someone who talks disc golf, do not look down on that event in any other way than like all the competition was there. I guess you could say minus Paul Macbeth and a handful of others, but the hot players, Gannon Burr, Calvin Heimberg, uh, Ricky Wysocki's back. I mean, you did it. So congratulations to you. Um, and... The people want to know before you go, was there a favorite player of yours, like as you were coming into disc golf and maybe still to this day, but who was your favorite player coming into disc golf? Uh, maybe you still have them as your favorite. Um, it's really Simon, Paul, and Ricky, all those three. Mm. Okay, but if you had to rank, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> that's cool, man. We really appreciate your time. Did I miss anything, Evan? Nick, we nope, miss anything? I'll okay. get on my end. And did we miss anything? Do you want us to talk about anything else, Carter? Um, I think that's good. And thank you for having me. Absolutely, you on the, show. the third time. Let's make it four. Do something else, man. <laughs> we'll have you back yeah. on. We appreciate it. Um, All right, thanks. Best of luck the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Best of luck. We'll talk to you later, Carter. Thank you. Peace out. Carter Aarons, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, but that was my third interview with him, and that's pretty epic. I, it's cool to see that journey for sure. Yeah. Can you just think about what you, you being everyone, you two, Ben, all the listeners, what you were doing at age 15? Um, uh, <laughs> I was, was like slacking freshman? off at homework and playing video games. Like that was my, that yeah. was it. 
It's freshman uh, and senior year, or excuse me, freshman and sophomore year of high school ish. I think freshman. Yeah, year. I, I was playing basketball for the school. That was it. Like, I, was I, mean, such I guess a that's winter time. Dorky, awkward kid I, that like, sure, I played sports, yeah. but like, I wasn't even yeah. that good in, in within my high school at anything, let alone finishing fifth on the pro tour. That's just that's incredible. I made raps. <laughs> it's the Nick and Matt shows. I, Seriously, that, yeah, was my, w, that was my hobby, like, making raps in all of high school. And I played basketball, but then I found this call. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, while we have, you know, a great interview that just concluded, we have kind of something awesome for the chat. And it's not your typical ad or anything like that, but we have partnered up with the Double G Craft Jerky, the people over there, and we've come up with a contest. And the whole chat is involved. So chat, I need you all to listen up and get your keyboards ready. So one of the main people of the Double G Craft Jerky, you guessed it, is Double G himself, Garrett Gerthy. Our friends over at Double G Craft Jerky want you to guess who his new shirt sponsor is and then two of his other sponsors. And don't say Innova because we all know he's Innova sponsored, but he has many other sponsors. Say two more plus his brand new shirt sponsor and you get a chance to win three bags of jerky. Um, so we're going to go through the chat and we're obviously, this is a show long thing. So yeah, just whoever gets comment it first. And, ben, keep Ben yeah. busy. <laughs> He's got to watch. No. <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal. You got to comment them in one comment because there's no yes, way comment to them in one comment. <laughs> Say it is X, X and X or X, Y, and Z. And whoever gets it right will win some beef jerky. Right. And then also for everyone else if you do want to order more beef jerky use code nick and matt on their website you get 10 percent off your orders right now so i know everyone always says beef jerky kind of pricey sometimes go ahead use nick and matt you get 10 percent off now but like i said that's so long and we'll probably bring it up again later oh, on just already, to we already make got sure a winner. People no yeah cool Discumentary trevor but, murphy that's it wait let me see no he said innova as well delete his comment why? Because <laughs> now people no, are going to get it right. <laughs> but uh, he did say Innova. You can't say Innova. That is not. It, obviously, that's a sponsor, but everyone knows that. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm so uh, lost. Uh, I mean. <clears throat> so now we're just sitting here quietly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, now. I don't yeah, know how he did So, so, so did I'll, I'll, explain it. I'll explain it one last time. Oh, oh. Did, did anyone get it there? Simple. It's very simple where you name a shirt sponsor and two other sponsors one of them cannot be innova so oh. he has many other sponsors list off two different ones it could be you know flat rim hats or something like that <laughs> just list off his other two sponsors and you're gonna win some jerky okay so you we're gonna get into our next topic though and ben's gonna oversee that <laughs> okay um hold on a second I, I've got a lot going on right now, like big germs, like in Japan texting me and I'm trying to figure out what's going on while this is all happening and the guest is here. So there's a lot of cool guests coming in and I think we're going to let it run. You cut us off, Ben. We're going to let it run. If somebody gets it right. I mean, so, someone already has it right. I just don't know if we give it to Discumentary Trevor you, Who did you see first? Another. Who did you see first, and who's on the list first? Well, after Discumentary said Innova, David Ross Photos basically said Sun King, Dis, T Box Socks, Cool With Apparel, which was also correct. Is that what you saw first? Those are three of them. Yeah. Yes, but I, I yes. The first one that's correct. 
We're putting this on your shoulders, Ben. I mean, we're not if the If it bad was up guys. to me, I'd give something to Discumentary too, because I, I feel bad. So, because he said, I didn't realize Innova wasn't thinking. Okay. I said he was right. We'll ask, we'll ask Double G Craft Jerky. We'll ask the man, uh, not himself. We'll ask the manager, Ted. So here we go. David Ross Photos. If you guys have an Instagram, hit us up on Instagram. And then also Discumentary Trevor, hit yes. us up on Instagram so we can get all the we'll information that something. we need. And there you go. You guys just won some beef jerky free just like that. And we're actually going to roll out the next few weeks. There's going to be fun contests like this. So, and just pay attention, Evan and Ben, to how I explain it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I was mainly, I was so confused on the Ben part, so I'm not blaming I you. I didn't Nick. hear Innova. That's why. I, that's all. I did not realize it's, Innova was not allowed. <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> Anyways, to those two, like I said, hit us up on Instagram. Ben will get connected with you, and congratulations. Wow. I'm sure but that also, was jerky. I'm sure that was the most riveting of post-production um, like content that people have ever heard. They're driving in their car, yeah. like they're screaming it out, or they're just sitting there quietly, and we're sitting here quietly. We're so confused. That being said, yeah. everybody was thinking double G craft jerky. And that was the purpose. We win. <laughs> yeah. But uh, exactly. the jerky is incredible. Anyways, go check yes. it out. They send us awesome care packages we like their hats you see it everywhere now all the cool people on tour are wearing their stuff um mm -hmm. you're doing a lot of cool things so big germ texted me and i had texted him earlier today and i was like hey let's let's have you on no response i just get a response hey we're not back yet like from japan like we fly back like and i'm not gonna say where and when but in a couple of days uh, i'd ha be happy to join you on the show and i'm like let's do it now he's like OMG, not a chance. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he goes. I'm about to go to breakfast, bro. It's like 8:30 here. It's, yeah, it's like 8:30 in the morning over there right and now. I'm I think like, it's 11. It's 11 hours. Uh, it's like pretty much the same time as it is now, but slightly different. Yeah. But AM. Yeah. That, so I'm like, I, that well, made no sense, but I hope so it did. you're gonna like have breakfast. Like, how about we just like have breakfast with you with your smartphone and you like eating cereal? That'd be cool. I don't know what he's going to say. I said maybe an hour from now just to do a quick chat before we hang up yeah. the show. But congrats to him. That's just so funny. He's like, OMG, not a chance. <laughs> and he he played really well over there. Extremely. And he said he was focusing a lot more on throwing more backhands. I think I saw that in an Instagram post. So shout out to Big Germ. Wicked cool dude. And to take that down against the highest rated player in the world, nonetheless, by a substantial margin is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't even cover it in my recap, but yeah, Manabu yeah. Uh, Kajiyama, who is currently the highest rated player of the world, although uh, none of that matters because it was an unsanctioned event. We won't see ratings or uh, anything similar. Uh, also, Jackie Chen, who we've had uh, on the mm -hmm. show about a year ago, uh, he was playing in it as well, and I think he finished. He probably finished third or or fourth. He was he was right I think after. Third. Yeah. Do they still require one fifty class? No, Not anymore. I don't okay. think so. I think that changed actually a number of years ago. I just thought of like literally as you were answering Nick, I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know why, but it would be very cool. Did we talk about this on an episode to like have a tournament where it was Probably. like, yeah, I think we did where it was like, I would totally do it. Weight class division. Like you have to throw 150 or less tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that'd be wicked fun. If you could get a bag full of it or even, mm -hmm. you know, five discs of it. I mean, realistically, how many discs do you actually uh, dude, throw? Can't we just do that? Like, like the Nick and Matt show will do one. Like we'll just do yeah. a 150 class tournament. 
As long as it's I'll hit up, I'll hit up Discraft. Want. We'll get a sweet stamp on it. Yeah. And we'll run a 150 class tournament. And they can bring their own. Yeah, they'll cash. get a player pack 150 yeah. class, but we'll they can exactly. bring their own too. We'll do a tournament. Yep. That'd be nasty. Nice. Say less. We're scheduling it for... Actually, I'm pretty sure I'll be home for a couple days in June. Maybe we could... And of course, I'll probably be gone. Junior yeah, Worlds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll figure that out. And then we'll get back about it because yeah. I like the idea too. And I think it'll be interesting. Okay. But I, I, I have to say though, like I love the idea of a 150 class tournament, not only for ourselves, but for, you know, the, the top pros, uh, I like, there's just so many side things that I think would be so cool to see. It feels like, uh, the, the pro tour might only be stroke play. You know, we, maybe we see match player or the tour championship will be a special format, but then we see skins kind of being every week it's you know a, a fun atmosphere of skins i, I want to see like more new one-off things like i i want to see a 150 class i also really want to see like a three disc challenge for the pros like we just don't get that enough i mean doubles you see it kind of during um uh, pro worlds there, there's just so many more things you could do with these with these people that really feels unique and like yeah. I don't want to say random. That's not the right word to say, but uh, I think I, I just think, think there's how, a lot of cool challenges. Yeah, I think with how busy the tour schedule is nowadays, it's kind of tough to do that. But at the same time, I would love because at Worlds we only see mixed doubles. We don't see you know your own kind of division doubles, and like I I would love to see you know Paul Macbeth and Eagle McMahon play together and try to be Ricky and Simon or Gannon and Ricky, whatever. But I would love to see the top players in the world partner up and just see what they could do. Do one round alternate shot dubs and then one round best shot dubs. I, I think video-wise, that'd be sick. And uh, Yeah, it's very rare that we get to kind of see those little bit more fun events. But I think, like I said, with how busy everything is, I, I understand that it's tough to put on the schedule. And I don't want to hear excuses. I just want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give us, give us uh, ways to do it then, Evan. <laughs> I am planning. Just do it. That's all it is. Yeah, not pro tour, but I am yeah. planning to do like a, I don't know if I want to call it a putting tournament. And I know it was like putting tournament, but like I have like nine baskets at home and cool terrain and property. And I'm like, you could actually do a tournament with like, five putting stations on each basket and like you could ha host a pretty cool tournament barbecue and everything i'm trying to decide how to do that invite only all this kind of stuff i mean that's what they do for putting world championships you have a i think mm -hmm. i don't know what is it 25 30 35 or something like that you have three stations at each baskets and nine hole course and you get x amount of points for which station you hit but is it on like so. cool terrain in the woods or is it like in a field the one last year was really boring it was yeah. just that yeah we're gonna make i mean it cool. yeah it all depends on where you go for it i'm gonna do like a post with a hula hoop on it and you gotta like go like different stations where you gotta do certain yeah. shots that'd, so that'd be fun yeah really yeah. cool okay a swinging basket oh fun fact stat mando i got third place in the amateur putting world champion yeah amateur putting world championships in 2011 third place and nice. i missed I think I missed a 20 foot putt to not get like first place. <laughs> I was like, so oh sad. But that was the year with Ben Askren in the field, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. <clears throat> so Big Germ hasn't responded ever since I was like, hey, how about like in an hour? He's like, yeah, I'm eating breakfast. Okay. So here's Wait my question for you. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clearing my throat. Um, allergies are a thing. All right. Which feels worse? I haven't done a question like this in a while, and it's probably going to be easy, but I'm curious in the chat, those driving around, those at work, think through this. Which feels worse? 
Like not like, oh, I don't know. But like you're actually like the feeling is worse. Hitting your lines, this pureeing and missing putts inside the circle to get bogeys. Okay, so like you're like, I pured my line. You're not parked, but you get all the way up there. You're putting for par in the circle and you get a bogey. Or missing your lines and hitting all your putts for bogeys. <laughs> so you're hitting your putts is my point. Like every time you putt, you're hitting it, but it's still a bogey. Yeah. Either way, you're getting a bogey. Which I, way do you rather yeah. do it? Missing your putt or hitting your putt? I'd rather be hitting my putts because that's what I like to take pride in in my disc golf game is being a pretty decent putter. And so more often than not, I'm missing my lines. And so that's just kind of a given and I'm used to that. But if I was, if I was bogeying, which I did this past weekend, bogey to, because I was missing like a circle's edge putt or a circle one putt. Yeah. That feeling sucks. That's ridiculous. Because it's, it's literally the, not the easiest part of any, any like it's not the easiest part of disc golf but if you're missing a wide open 20 footer or 25 footer whether it's uphill downhill you know you gotta barely straddle around a tree when you miss that that is just that sucks and that is demoralizing <laughs> and it's just yeah but if i'm you know 350 feet away from a basket and i hit a tree because i missed my line but i made the putt to save a bogey then i don't know like Ugh. i feel like missing missing putts and getting double bogeys or missing putts and getting bogeys whatever um that sucks so the chat is cracking me up and then i'll pass it to evan they said um it's so let me think oh uh, neither neither feels worse they both feel normal at this point <laughs> <laughs> that's good thank you yeah. zachary lamb what were you gonna say evan yeah I was going to agree with Nick. I think uh, definitely like, missing your putts feels a lot worse than just missing your yeah. lines. I mean, at least at least for me, like I'm not a great putter, uh, but me being just, you know, your average amateur, we miss our lines all the time. That happens. And then, you know, getting a good scramble for par or even a scramble for bogey can feel feel good and rewarding that you kind of did it. And it's like, yeah, that happens, but I made the best with it. Missing your putts, it's like everything was there and you just, you really just didn't do it. Yeah, but no, um, I'm talking about for bogey still. Like you're still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, like let me give two stories. Two, like I, one in each round from this past weekend. But uh, uh, the first one, uh, played Oak Ridge in Western Mass, uh, the easiest hole in the course. It's like 233 feet, right hand hyzers wide open. There's kind of trees in front and back, but like you, you should like anyone in MA1 or above should park it. I'm in MA2, and I still feel like every single time I should park it. What happened? Yeah, I landed 12 feet away. E easy. I just like wasn't even thinking. I just went up to it and like I took a couple breaths before I put, but I just it was like grip lock, just like went 30 degrees offline when you're that close. It ended up rolling to, you know, outside the circle with a bunch of trees in between, missed a, a hard comeback putt and tapped in a bogey. I've never feel, felt worse than that moment right there. Like that was the worst <laughs> feeling. But then I, I had plenty of holes where I just, the, the very next hole, actually, I got a bogey because it was a, it's a tight line in the woods there. And I just was off. And then I like scrambled and was still outside circle and just like had a weird funky putt to lay up to have a tap in bogey. And I was honestly like, yeah, like whatever. I mean, of course, the difference of like one hole is way easier than the other, but still, just like the fact that I missed my line and then had to scramble out and then had to tap in bogey compared to 
<laughs> having a birdie with the classic birdogie like that felt so bad i didn't even know what to do like that's the ones where you're like do i cry do i walk off the course do i eat a snack like i don't you don't know anything oh and my that's the bad goodness. feeling that's kind of the feeling i had after my 868 round like i didn't know what to do either i was yeah. like do i cry what do i yeah what do you do so I want to clarify one more time for the chat because they're like, well, how badly did I miss the line? It doesn't matter because you're missing the line bad enough, probably multiple times, because if it's a par three and you're putting for bogey, that means you took two shots. No, you took three shots to get to the putt. Just to even get in. To get to the there. Part. So that's what I'm talking about. Like you're struggling to get to the putting green. And when you do, you're hitting it for bogey. That's what we're talking about here. Or or you are um, getting there, but you're missing your putt and you're getting a bogey. <clears throat> Either way. Sounds bad to me. It's probably a horrible example because I think if you're putting for bogey, you struggle to get there regardless. So how could you hit yeah, your Yeah, regardless, line? you struggle to get there. Unless, <laughs> unless, you, unless you, you know, the better way putted. to say it is you're throwing immaculate drives. You're putting yourself into circle one every time, and but you just you're going keep from missing. birdie to bogey. You just keep missing. Birdogey yeah. over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, uh, that would be. I, I would quit playing disc golf if I had like a six-hole stretch where I just birdogied every hole. I'd I'd be done. I'd call it right then and there. Be like this. This isn't for me anymore. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little tapped. So every hole. Wait, I don't mean to be mean, but that was what was happening to Evelina. I feel like she was like going. She was going. Yeah. She was there, and she just couldn't yeah. get them. Oh, I mean, realistically, she muscled yeah, through it to this point, and I hope yeah. she keeps doing that. Exactly. Oh, you know, that it's, is it's funny too, because it's like just make the putt, make the putt, or even miss the putt so softly that it lands right next to it. Rollaways happen. Don't get me wrong; bad rollaways and spit out stuff like that happen. <sighs> but yeah. yeah, I I feel like if you're like when my putting feels so off that I'm not hitting anything, it's layup city. Like just nothing. Like I'll take that extra stroke. Like if I land yeah. thirty feet away, twenty five feet away. I'm just laying up. It's just like, you suck it up. It's okay. The problem, which again, this, like, I don't want to talk about my game too much, but this was this past weekend is where you're hitting those big putts. You can hit 40 footers. You can hit 30 footers. Uh, but then because you're running them so often, you then also miss them and then you miss the comebackers. And that's where you really get a uh, bit in the butt. So if, if it's so yeah. bad that it's just like, if you are birdogieing six holes in a row, Nick, I would hope before you get to that sixth <laughs> one that you're like, okay, there was three in a row. <laughs> No, dude, I'm, I'm still I'm running. I'm 20 it. feet away. It's, <laughs> it's not a flat up. green. Yeah. I just got to swallow swallow my pride here. And maybe no. at that point, and I don't know. Oh, my I, goodness. I'm still running the putts. It's so fun. That's how it felt like my last round, though, this past weekend. Just obviously wasn't a good round. Things were off. And putting was one of those things where I actually had on one of the holes, I had a really good drive a pretty good second shot and only had a 35 footer left and it barely hit the front of the basket and i was like man i'm just <laughs> tapped right now i'm like I, I just i got a three and a half hour drive home i'm ready to just head out go to my bed and some weekends are like that i mean yeah. i you know i i take this game very seriously and i i, I do practice a lot for it I, yeah i work in disc golf and so when you go out to a tournament where like hey this is your life this is what you do consistently and you have a bad round like that it's just kind of like man 
I'm, I'm imagining it is worse. Because well, it's funny because yes. you had said you had said about like Hunter or Tanner was talking to you, and you're like, man, I just want some silence yes. right now. Like that's kind of when yeah. I was driving home, I dropped off a buddy. We were casually like he was watching the Beaver State Fling. We were listening to it. It was fun to you know see and hear the battle going on. When I dropped him off though, I literally had no music going on. It was just, <laughs> just like, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna think about this. I have an unsanctioned tournament coming up this weekend that I'm super excited for, and then it's like I'm just gonna think about some things right now. And uh yeah, it, it's it's just like that sometimes. This <laughs> golf is, you know, give or take, it's sometimes incredible and sometimes it's tough to you know time it's it's tough to consistently be good at it all the time and you're kind of seeing it right now on the pro tour where you have really really good players that are struggling and not to call anyone out in specific but uh, you know paul uliberry once again missed <laughs> cash by like one stroke and it's just like that one stroke that one putt that he missed or that one layup that went wrong or that 150 foot upshot that went wrong went from you know missing cash to making cash and that's just the crazy part about disc golf. And especially the tournament that I just played, the Lake Marshall Open. Dude, these 16 through 21-year-old kids are doing incredible things out in the course. It's very fun to watch. I watched a dude rip like a 600-foot Sexton Firebird shot slightly downhill. But he just absolutely annihilated the disc. And I was like, that's cool. Disc golf's in good hands when their generation really comes up to it. Yeah. And I'm sure your rounds, you know, playing professionally are different than mine. But I think the ultimate feeling of like, I need to, I like, I need to sleep and wake up and not remember what happened. Yeah. Um, so like I went out, I went out and just went to the field today because disc golf and the, this is where, you know, we're kind of on a rant right now, but yeah. disc golf can be a little bit weird in this sense to where you can go and I, a couple of weeks ago, average 1030 at a tournament. It was a much, much shorter course. Don't get me wrong, but it was in the woods. You had to make putts. You had to flay the lines. And everything just clicked. Everything felt good. Forehanding felt good. Backhand, some of the distance shots, it performed pretty well. And then you go to a different tournament, and all of a sudden, it's like, why is my body not doing the same thing as it did a couple of weeks ago? Because I'd be doing a lot better if it could do that. And so just the the inconsistencies that happen with disc golf make it to where, oh, my God, are you playing, like, sad piano music? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, yeah, so that's just disc golf for you. <laughs> Ben, what? I wanted to ask you, because I think we finally refined the question. The yes. question really is, would you rather birdogi or hit your putts for a bogey? Like, from circle two. Chat, I want you to look me in the eyes. <laughs> look me right in the eyes. And I, I just... <laughs> you can't laugh. I just want to say... That I've struggled with my putting for three years now. So birdogi? And it hurts to birdogi when I three putt. It hurts. And you know, I would choose to hit that putt every time because I don't. And it's hard. So chat, I think I'm going with, I'm bogeying, but I'm hitting all my circle one putts. Because in real life, it's just not there. Thank you. Thank you. So would you rather Birdogi or hit from of circle two? That was, <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. That was the funniest thing. That I've was awesome. Seen. It I worked out. Hear Evan cracking up and I couldn't give a shit. Dude, the chat loves it. So I was just Bird remembering that one that one round we filmed. It's on the YouTube oh, channel. I know. I oh, know. At Cogs. Whole six, it was pre-Christmas season because I did 16, like hole two, jingle bells hole music. Three. Oh, it was a lot of holes, yeah, but it was yeah, yeah. specifically that. 
one of the last one. Oh. Actually, my putting has gotten better, so <sighs> I just got to keep practicing. Get good, as they say. Dude, awesome stuff. But you didn't answer. Bird bogey? Oh, yeah, no. Or like hit putts from circle two for bogey? Oh, oh, yeah, I'd rather... Oh. I think I'd rather... Bur- <laughs> I think I'd rather... <sighs> no. I think I'd rather no, bird bogey. No. I think I would. No. I mean, I'd rather... No, no. Mentally, that's not Wait, true. Big Crippling. putts then, from bogey all wrong. day. Okay, yeah. You want to... Dude, those big putts, at least, it's like, dang, I just uh, hit that big putt. It's like hard, because in my head, I'm thinking today. like... I can easily fix birdogieing. Like you guys are just like putting <laughs> no, you can't. stationing as like I will birdogie yes. no matter what. Yes. So I guess if if if, if the outcome is like <laughs> the outcome, like no matter what, like I can't change it. Like yeah. like someone's gonna slap my hand to make sure I miss the putt, even if it's a tapping. Then yes, I go circle two. But in my head, I can easily fix a birdogie. But I guess I would go circle two for bogey if that's like guaranteed every time and that's the outcome, no matter what. It is the I, outcome. I also think the question the question's flawed if you're saying like an outside circle putt because the longer the putt make, even <laughs> Ace, for bogey, the yeah. better it is. <laughs> like if I if I went it, it, oh, island hole, if I went OB OB and then Ace the, on a par three, that's a, I guess that's a double bogey. That would that would be a sick feeling. Like yeah, th- like it, I'd rather park it and get a birdie. I'd rather go OB once and then throw and get a single bogey. Uh, but making it in it's like okay i got a five bad score but that was so sick and making a big putt is the same thing like okay that was bad but i have one thing to lean on which was okay that was a sick putt but a a tap in like a, a little dunk drop for bogey is worse than that and then a bertogi is worse than that if you kind of see my i catch yeah. your drift my flow, yeah. flow chart that's not the right word but uh spectrum spectrum uh, we're yeah. picking up what you're putting down Evan. <laughs> okay we cool. got you okay so big germs out which is totally cool he's you know got a, oh he's like tokyo sightseeing the whole thing he's happy to join the nick and matt show sometime but not like when he's still wearing his pajamas although we'll get him on for next week do you remember that time we did like two truths in a lie and the last question he answered he's like am i wearing pants and i'm like <laughs> oh what yeah are we supposed to answer with that that was a fun episode Okay. Two truths and a lie that you've done. Um, all right. And live show stuff still happening here. Jennifer Allen will be joining soon. Not quite yet, but right around the corner. So with that in mind, I want to talk about the fact, the reality fact that I have been using DG Max Wax um, consistently, mainly because there's a lot of reasons. It enhances my grip, gives me confidence to throw harder. And I have been throwing harder, believe it or not. And I've been saying that for 17 or 18 years now, but I am throwing harder now. And this Max Wax gives me that enhanced grip feeling that I want. They do have, and I have in my hand, the blue uh, winter blend, which it's not winter anymore. But you know what? I kind of like it. I don't think it will hold up in the heat, but I like this a lot. They have their normal citradelic blend, the, the, uh, the summer blend, if you will. And you can use our code Nick and Matt, no spaces uh, at checkout for 10% off. It also helps us out any purchases you do uh, if you purchase uh, using our code. Um, but I've been using this a lot. I, some reason we've been having rain rounds like every tournament I play. And this was my only saving grace at literally come down to the last holes. Like nothing I did was working. And I was feverishly applying with the grips, uh, the snap stick all over my fingers as hard as I could. And then I could rip. I was the only thing that got me through. So shout out to DG Max Wax. They're great. If you have a hard time with your hands getting extra sweaty 
or the humidity, or maybe you feel like you're someone who has super dry skin that doesn't have any grip. This is the product for you. So thank you, DG Max Wax. We really like your product. Uh, we know a lot of you in the chat also like it as well. So definitely go out and buy some Max Wax. Um, oh, I wanted to bring up a note while we wait for uh, Jen to come in. <clears throat> Last week's game that I did with you, which was rate compared to, so like, hey, you said like, hey, Eagle, how did yeah. you expect him to do? How is he doing, right? And you would say like, oh, I give him a whatever, a B or a B minus, a B plus. If you remember last week's episode, here's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Someone in the chat was smart and I loved it. Just a reflection on it. Technically, we were rating ourselves. That is what was happening. It was how good did we do at projecting how they would do. And so if we said mm -hmm. an F, that means we we're an F projection with our projection. Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, so that's really what that game was. I didn't intend to do that, but that's what it was. So, um, but it looks like, and I'm, I'm hoping it's all set here. We actually have in the green room already, uh, and let's give it a go. Let's just bring her in everybody. Jennifer Allen, welcome to the show. I'm hoping you can hear us and, um, but we'll bring you in. Okay, here we are. So Jennifer Allen, everybody just took down the Beaver state fling 2023 FPO champion. How are you doing, Jen? Oh, I knew it would happen. So this this is becoming a thing on the Nick and Matt show. We're going to have to figure this out, Ben, you and me. Yep. <laughs> so we can't hear you. You can hear us. So here's what we're going to do. Usually the fix is like close out the browser, like actually close it all the way out, retap the link and come back in. It should probably work. I don't know why, but this is the case. Give it a try. Yeah, give we'll, it. We'll we see. can read her lips. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, she said, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we can read clearly. I'm not sure what it is. It's certain devices. It's not everybody. It's not all the time. We'll figure out what it is. But it's uh, it's good to see her. We're just going to have to wait to hear her. And by the way, Nick, why is your camera so HD tonight? <laughs> Are you in a gym locker, by the I way? I don't know. Yeah, everyone always thinks I'm in a gym locker. I don't know. Maybe for once my internet is not being insanely horrible. I don't know. Um, No, but it's like super HD. Oh, I think there we can we hear. So welcome, Jen. Jen's We're back. happy can we to hear have you. you. Good. Does it work? Yes. Yes. We can hear you now. Okay. I can. I just don't see you guys, but that's okay. You don't see us? Is there a button <laughs> that she can click to? <laughs> no it's way. It, well, it is fine if you're okay with it. You should be able to see us, but if, if you can't, you can hear us. We'll just I do it this way. It, yeah, I could pull it go, but that's all right. <laughs> so Alrighty. now we can well, hear congratulations her, on the big win. see us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations so on much. the big win. You you probably ranked this as your best win of all time, right? Well, I mean, technically, it's probably a lower than I've won two majors. Mm -hmm. um, but both of my majors were in master's divisions. So I won um, the age-protected uh, U.S. women's last year. And then the year before that, I won the Tim Zielinski U.S. Masters, which is where I'm at practicing for right now. So. Yeah, no, well, I, I don't want to discredit those Masters wins. Obviously, like, the, like those are big wins. Um, yeah. But there's just something about having a like the field that you had. Um, so where where yeah. do you where do you rank this? How do you feel about the win? Uh, it absolutely still feel like it was pretty magical. And it what I, yeah, I kind of stopped before I finished. So yeah, technically a major should be more. But yesterday, I um, that definitely felt like the. The greatest moment of my life. I mean, I, I guess I 
having my children. <laughs> greatest, greatest moment in disc golf history for me. And I've had a lot of just like super incredible moments. I've been playing for 23 years. So, it, I mean, it, it surpassed a lot of them. And I think it just because it was, it was so magical, like it, it truly didn't seem real. And, um, I'm still don't know how I kept my stuff together and I wasn't nervous. I mean, I had clearly some, I missed that one short putt, which really made me angry. Cause I, <laughs> I birdied that hole, um, both rounds before from like double the distance. Um, so I still missed a couple of putts the last round, but I don't really think they were from nerves. I think more of like me trying hard and, oh, that's kind of different. Did it work or not work? Um, I can see myself now, but not you. Okay. <laughs> now you can see We them. We changed the cameras on our end. Oh, you can see us now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, intern perfect. Ben okay. working feverishly in the background to make sure you could see us. Yeah. So we're glad. But, yeah, but so the round perfect. was super epic for you. That's what you're describing. And then like you step up on the final round and you ace and we, we all get to see this reaction live. Yeah. What was going through your mind starting that round? What was like that moment in your mind like? Uh, I thought it kind of was a dream because I kind of, kind of dreamed about it or like, I mean, active dream. I don't know what you call those. Like, you know, when you're laying in bed and you're trying to like go to sleep and I'm going through all the holes. Like I, I had a beautiful shot on it the day before that just caught a little bit of the tree and dropped right by the basket. So like when you're thinking about your round the night before you, um, you kind of think the the best case scenario, right? And mm -hmm. so I always kind of like picture what I can do. And I thought, man, I can ace that hole. And, but I also thought the same thing for the one that I missed my birdie putt, uh, hole 13. Um, I felt like both of those holes, my T-bird was just, I was, I was coming close on a couple of the rounds. So in my thoughts of going to bed, like that popped into my head. So wow, that step is up, amazing. To step, up, to step up and it actually happened though, like that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the crowd of people there, you got the cameras on you and everything like that. And I, I guess kind of talk to us. A lot of people usually when they throw an ace, their next shot is usually pretty poor. Talk to us about how you calm down the nerves, especially at this pro tour event. That's what I'm so proud of myself for because I didn't have any. And like I said, I'm, I'm sure I did. But I was just so focused on what I needed to do and what the next shot was. I was focusing just on the one shot, executing that, then moving forward to the next one. And I knew when I threw my upshot on hole two that I, it felt I, – I can always tell. You can tell when you putt and – oops, sorry. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, you know when you putt, you can tell that it's like clean and it's going in. Usually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I feel that with my upshots or drives, like I know when I release it, that it's, I released it correctly and I hit the line I wanted to. And I turned to Jeff, my caddy, and I was like, that, that was good. Like there's even a picture of me going like, um, because I thought I almost threw in my upshot coming into hole two. And then after the round, I was told by the UDISC, um, volunteer that it was inches. So I literally almost started neg four in two holes, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. So definitely my best 
probably follow up holes because I went, I birdied the first four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that usually doesn't happen after an ace. Mm, no, no. So the fact that you were able to do that is pretty awesome in and of itself. Before we move um, on from the ace, Nick, real quick mm-hmm. on the live coverage, um, it was following the conclusion of hole one. And I only know this because people reached out to me about it. Zoe and like during the live broadcast, which is what we're seeing. Obviously, you're not. You're out on the course. But she brought up my son's ace. When he got an ace, he said two minus. And so seeing your score pop up for the round, you started out with minus two. And so she's like, there was a kid at Maple, two minus. And I just thought it was really cool. So not that. Yeah, I have nothing to do with your ace, but I just thought it was neat. And I'll share (laughs) that with you. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Um. What I also think is pretty darn cool is I've done that now twice. Wow. I Dang. stepped up to Winthorpe. Oh, that's right. Hole one with oh, my yeah. tour series rock mm-hmm. aced. So same thing. Started the yeah. round next to you. And then this time with my tour series T-Bird. Dang. Just saying, there's really two great discs. And, and was <laughs> that? That's badass, actually. Someone yeah. actually in the chat asked earlier a question about that. They were wondering if Stat Mando had the answer was how many people would do this in the final round on the whole one? And yeah. th- was that final round for Winthrop? I think it was. No, no, I don't think so. Oh. Because I was the first, I don't, I think it was maybe day two because okay. I was the first ace by a female at Winthorpe and then Paige got 17. And I feel like that was the next day. Oh, okay. Okay. Either way, either way, you've, you've done it on 17. Yeah. The downhiller. You've done it whole one uh, in a tournament. That's incredible. That's something I've never done. Actually, who else did that? Evan, there's, there's a stat on that. We don't need it right now, but I think it was Marky chap did that at music city open music city. Yeah. You do have that right. I'm pulling it up right now. Wow. Stat Mando. We have for, um, (laughs) yeah. Whole one. It shouldn't be too long. Okay. Well, while I know there were several, of us who aced it, like Proctor aced hole one at mm-hmm. Winthorpe the same um, last year with me. And mm-hmm. I want to think maybe even one other person aced it as well. I think there was three of us that aced one last last year. But but no two-time hole one aces. We're going to find that one out. That's, yeah, that's so that. in, the, in the last three seasons, I have Sayananda hole, uh, aced hole number one at the infinite course at Las Vegas oh, Challenge. Yeah, okay. yes, I, then, I was right there. It'll, last okay. year, Jen, you mentioned yours at Throw Pink. We had, and then yeah. Matt, you mentioned uh, Mark Chapalonis's at Music City. We also had James Proctor USDGC, which we just mentioned. That was yeah. it for 2022. In 2021, we had Kale LaVisca at Las Vegas Challenge on Infinite Round One, mm-hmm. and Austin Hannum at USDGC Round One as well. But it, it, it probably takes longer to do for, the quarry. But it's got. I think she's the only one for hold number one uh, through the last three seasons. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Dang! There you so, go. Cool stat. So, it is a yeah. cool stat. Add that to my list. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't think too finally... many people. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I don't think too many people are ever going to beat that. So, um, well, and with my disc, like, yeah. and I, I always tell Innova, like, I don't think we got another team member that loves their tour series and throws them as much as me. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly, when I tell someone to get it, it's because it's my favorite disc. My T-Bird and my Rock are money. And besides that and a Destroyer, and then you throw in, you know, a Firebird or something else, like, I could survive with this disc. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're All right. so good. You've convinced me. I'm going out to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> my my kids, 
My kids are on the team, as you know, and so I'll just go through their allotment somehow. No, we want to support you. Exactly. Where should where should people exactly. buy to support you? Just at every pro shop everywhere that sells them. Yeah, sure. I mean, or you just in a pro shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You order directly on there, and and they they that money goes not all of it, but I mean. The, we Proceeds want, go to yeah. you. We want all yeah. of it to go to you. Dang it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Hey, maybe Innova, maybe we'll make a, a cool disc for this cool weekend. We like, hope yes, so. Yes, it was pretty they magical. So they made, they made Garrett one last year. I would say yeah, you should be getting one this year. That's yep. kind of what I'm thinking. My well, us at the Nick and Matt show, we're on your side. You can use us okay. and say, look, us and the you know millions of people watching live, we're all on Ab- your side. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to give them a day's break because they just landed <laughs> from Japan. Yes. Yeah. So I did talk to them this morning and they were like, oh, my God. But they, they just all got back. So we'll give them a day to think about it. Yeah. But okay. hopefully, fingers crossed. So Big Germ's still out there. We were trying to get him on and he's like, dude, I'm oh. having breakfast in Tokyo. He's like, I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> but but here you are. <laughs> probably won't come back. Yeah, he's yeah, probably know, right. Um, so some people, I mean, people know you've been out in disc golf for a long time, but we've had such a large advancement in disc golf over the last couple of years. Just give people like, uh, I don't want to say history. That's that's long and boring. But like, how long have you been playing disc golf for? And um, where where do your plans for disc golf going forward from here? Um, so I started, I went to Amworlds in 99 cause it was in Kansas city, but I had been playing for about six months. So I started like around in January and February and then went that summer to Amworlds in, uh, Kansas city. And then after that I went pro because there was just like a handful of women and I would have to like drive state to state to find another woman to even play against. And so technically, I mean, I've been playing for 23 years professionally but I never fully went on tour. I mean, people always thought I was, but I wasn't. Um, I have a full-time healthcare career. I'm a physical therapist assistant, and I did outpatient rehab for like 15 years and then switched over to home healthcare so I could have more flexibility to travel and play bigger events once the events started growing past Saturday, Sunday. And so I switched um, kind of what I was doing a little bit to – have more time to play golf. And then I kind of got a little burnout with COVID. It was uh, a headache working in that kind of stress and environment. And so opportunity was there. Sport was growing that I just said, you know what, I'm going to back off from healthcare. And my kids were old enough um, at that time as well to, you know, stay with my daughter, go with my parents. I kind of picked, picked and choose like when I was gone, um, depending on who would stay with them. And yeah, just going to try this for a couple of years and then I will go back to healthcare because um, it's also my other passion. I love them both pretty equally. Wow. Awesome. I I feel like we haven't seen you out on the East coast much and there's a reason for that. Well, well, because the trees. (laughs) 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 Um, No, yeah, it's always, with the time change and the travel, it was always so hard to make it back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once I passed, like, Ledgestone was about as far as I could go to be able to get back to work on Monday. And that was most of the time even, like, working in Oklahoma, you know, going living in Oklahoma. And then when I moved to Arizona, it was even further. So it was just – it's mainly because the the travel time back. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's awesome. The chat's loving it right now. They, they're all rooting for you. Some are already going out and buying your disc right now, they said. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, we're going to well, love them. Not yeah, a Matt, mistake. Like, go ahead, Evan. Uh, Jen, you were dealing with, a, I believe, a shoulder injury last year um, or whatever it was. How is it feeling this year? Are you 100% healthy? Is it good? So my shoulder's fantastic. The shoulder was like a, a like a partial pec tear. Um, happened the very last throw. Well, my approach on 17 at Worlds. And I kind of think after the fact, it took me a minute to figure it out that I probably caught COVID because there was like a, a group of people that ended up with COVID. I had no symptoms besides, um, I mean, you felt tired, but heck, we were at Worlds and <laughs> In Kansas, it was hot. In as Kansas, that. yeah. Yeah, and so I think, I mean, it was just a, a standstill Firebird shot. It wasn't that aggressive, but as soon as I released it, like, I crumbled in tears. Like, it was so mm. painful. Um, but the next weekend was um, Tim Zielinski, and then the weekend after that, I think, was, like, MVP. Like, there was just one after another, so I couldn't – I didn't want to miss any of those. Um, but my – hardest injury which i still have some a little bit of carryover from was my back injury um which it'll be a one year uh next weekend wow from i i uh had a, a bad adjustment at port the last day at portland world it was after everything was done it's my birthday so i thought i would give myself a treat and crippled me (laughs) so that one was super bad i had a lot of treatments to try to get it back um and i it doesn't bother me when i play except for more just like standing for a long time hurts really bad it's just more like riding in the car for a long time hurts really bad um throwing usually isn't too bad like it doesn't limit me i would say like 85 percent on my back Mm -hmm. But shoulder's great. Awesome. Um, so, so talk to us a little yeah, bit, ahead, you know, just really quick. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are saying you, you're, you have a very unique style of throwing, especially with the backhand. Um, kind of how did you develop that? And then the power that comes with that as a world record holder for distance in the, you know, women's divisions and everything. Um, kind of how did that all develop in your game? So I started playing with a bunch of guys because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all there was. And they just told me, like, the further you reach back, the further it'll fly. And so that was literally their first instruction to me. And for someone, you know, had never seen people play, you know, this was a long time ago. You didn't see it. There was no YouTube videos. There was nothing like that. And so I just reached back as far as I could and threw it as hard as possible. And Mm. that's kind of what I got. (laughs) Is that now let me ask, is that what you would teach people if they were to ask you for form lesson tips? Or let's say uh, for mean, maybe not. Yeah, I guess for power distance as well. Yeah, the, I mean, because it's true, it's physics. So, and I have a short lever arm, you know, so I don't have long arms. I'm really tiny. And so the further I can get that back to slingshot it out, the higher the velocity is going to be. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like, and I have my young, my second oldest, like it's interesting. He does a lot of reaching back too, and he's small right now, but that's how he's discovered to get distance and it's working. So it's an interesting thing, but you, you come out and people know you're going to be able to throw far. Um, you come out and win. This is a great moment for you. 
I've been known to ask questions about flukes and everything else and, and these interviews. I don't want to put that pressure on you, but how do you <laughs> feel like on the rest of these tour events? Does this inspire you for future events? Do you have expectations or are you just back to how you feel? Same old, same old. Don't worry about what just happened kind of mentality. Yeah, just still, I mean, that's what we all should do is just, you have to know what you, your plan is for the whole and execute. And it's the same thing. I'm, I'm a player. I don't, I couldn't tell you what my score is. I could care less what the par is. I know what I am capable of. So that's my goal. Whether it's a par four and I know I can get it in five or it's a par five and I know I can get it in three. That's what I'm going for. I don't care what the scorecard says. Um, and it's the same thing. Like I knew walking, um, you know, hole 16, I messed up on 14. Like, I didn't care if, I mean, of course I wanted to win more than anything. I've, I've been around a long time. I wanted to win, but if I lost, I was okay with it because that was probably one of the most epic FBO battles ever. Like we were chin to chin, you know, shot for shot, every single hole. If she missed a putt, I gave her a putt back. If she, I hit a branch, then she ended up hitting a branch and, mm. You know, and when we would, I would hit a basket, she'd hit a basket. <laughs> yeah. It was just an incredible round of golf. I mean, I know we've had a few battles. I can remember Paige's huge putt, you know, at sunset a few years back. Um, I, I know it's came down close in some of those big tournaments, but that one just felt, you know, like a heavyweight match. Like it just, it was an incredible battle. And so, I wasn't going to be ashamed if I lost, you know, Holland was making some incredible putts and we were both just doing the absolute best we can. And I just happened to be able to hold on and finish on top. Yeah, you did. And I think your mentality is right. Uh, the people just like to hear how you answer it. And I think you, I think you answered it great. Um, so okay. yeah. So uh, what events are you at now? We see a beautiful scenery behind you. Is that a, a lake and maybe some hills or mountains? Yeah, so I went two hours south to Eugene. We're practicing. I already got my first practice round in for the Tim Zielinski, the U.S. Masters this week. Starts on Thursday. Okay. Doesn't stop. One week after another. <laughs> and so, yeah, playing for a major this week, battling it against, you know, the last year's champ, Own, who will always mm -hmm. put up a strong battle. Doesn't matter. Um, Hokum's here. Holly's here. Zoe's here. Um, we have, we have great field. It's not a deep field of women. I think we're at 10. I think we've yep. shrunk a little, but you know, we have some incredible women here to play golf. And this course I just played is there's a few holes. It's like, Holy cow. Um, they're just really tight, like 200 foot shots. It's like, you better get not lucky, but it's tough. And the rest of the course is just gorgeous though. Like the, the property here is beautiful. And then tomorrow I'll check out, there's one on the ball golf course. It's a brand new course. Okay. Oh, okay. So multiple courses for this tournament, all yeah, within a decent distance of each other. Uh, pretty close. I think about 30 minutes or so apart. Okay. And then the AMs or some of the other pros, I think there's like four courses that we're all playing. Mm -hmm. So but we're just playing, uh, two. Thank goodness. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But two courses to learn this week, two courses to learn next week, back-to-back um, -back events that are four-day events, and then just a short week to drive to Kansas and, mm -hmm. and, and get ready for DDO and, and start heading out to the east. Any European so. travels this year? 
No, because they put uh, Masters Worlds. So I gotcha. would love to. Hannah and Evelina had invited me over, ready to take care of me mm-hmm. over there. And just the last couple of years, our Masters World titles right there. So oh. it's if if you go, like you would have a day's travel to like get back and practice and start. Mm-hmm. So a little too much. One of these times I will. I will hopefully be going over there to Finland anyways to shoot some stuff. But um, not for the European Open. Gotcha. And I even, I even uh, was won the uh, registration or whatever um, blanking. You I got, got an invitation, right? Invitation, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a bunch of people got the invitation for this past tournament. So. Yeah. Yep. Someone asked me too if this was an invite for Throw Pink, and I didn't hear anyone mention it, so I don't even. I haven't seen anything on Instagram, but yeah, I wouldn't no. be able to fully answer that. Leave it to me. The two events that I played well at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But I'll get there. I'm not worried about that. No, I was definitely. gonna say too when you talked about like uh, seasons or expectations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel proud that I'm always there. You know, like I only had one event last year that I did not cash, and that was um, Maple Hill with that shoulder injury. And so, I mean, I, I still got third the week after I injured it at the U S masters. And I want to say then Maple Hill, I think was the next one or something like that, or, or Vermont, it might've been green mountain in that, but my shoulder was toast at that point and hard course had never played there. And so I was proud to say like, out of all the, that's the worst I've never knock on wood. I've had a pretty healthy, um, career. Um, so to only have one miscash with two bad injuries, um, I, I look forward to a really good year. I I'm always consistent enough to, to hang in there. Mm-hmm. So. so you were saying maybe earlier, not, you not win, yeah. but I'll be right there. <laughs> yep. You were saying earlier as a physical therapist assistant, what you used to do, how has that helped you out just in the sport of disc golf, more so being an athlete as we see the new generation kind of coming into the sport. Um, and we've seen other players from other sports come into it, athletes in their respected sports, how much an, an, excuse me, of an advantage do you think that has given you over the years of you playing? I definitely know how to take care of my body and then, um, injury prevention as well as recovery and, if something happens so i and i have a great community of like anytime i was coming through oklahoma i'd go to the clinic that i used to work at and um have an incredible therapist that i trust with my entire self work on me and then i i I just i know what to do um injuries sometimes just happen right so you can fall in a hole and it's not really a knowledge-based thing so i definitely have the knowledge of how to kind of deal with it and then hopefully help prevent other injuries afterwards. Oh, I know about injuries just happening. <clears throat> I'm only 38 <laughs> and I did something with my rotator cuff in a back closet, trying to get something off a shelf. I'm like, what just happened? And then uh, the last hole of the tournament this week and I forehanded and I did something in my abdomen area, some muscle strain. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holland, Holland and I were running down the hill and she's like, Oh, my back stiff. And I was like, please. 
Get to my age. Like, wait, you like roll out of bed and you're like, oh, crap, what was that? Well, we're not going <laughs> to yeah. guess your age, but I do want to talk about what I've observed of your character. I feel like I've been out to a few events and I've seen you there. I feel like you are extremely positive and everybody has their downs. I get that. But I just want to talk about what I've seen. You're extremely positive, encouraging to the FPO players, especially I've seen um, even stuff that's not on cameras. You're very interactive with all the players. Um, is this some type of role that you kind of feel like you've taken on? Obviously, you're very involved with the team Innova, but just in general around and the FPO division, is this something you feel like you've taken on as a role for you to be this positive person to them? Uh, well, I was a cheerleader. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I guess I, I guess I have a history of that. Um, I'm a mother, so and healthcare, so I think those are two, you know, things that make me very caring and and nurturing and supportive so that probably has that background probably adds to it um yes i feel like i'm kind of the, the mom around here a little bit so that probably adds to it and then two other things are probably just one i personally play better when you're having fun and you're positive now there's a fine line you know we're out here with these big events and there's so much on the line it's hard to be like oh let's just go have fun mm -hmm. you know because it's it's serious but typically if you're out there and you're having fun better things happen rather that be like we're re releasing different endorphins um you're letting go of bad shots to where you can continue to move past them easier if you're positive i mean i i definitely think staying positive with yourself makes you play better but also if you're in a group that is going to be positive and supportive i think we all play better and i don't want to beat someone who's playing bad i want to beat someone just like we did yesterday where holland and i were both giving it our very very best and then there was a winner we add up the scores and see who wins um, that's how I want to win. I don't want to win because someone played bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, you know, when she hit that huge putt, which I was like, <laughs> holy crap, mm -hmm. on 17, I ran straight over there and told her, you know, incredible putt, like, because it was. I'm not going to be like, oh, crap, and wishing against her. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. That made it even better, right? And so I just... I just think we all, and then you add in the world right now is like not the greatest place. And there's a lot of negativity out there. And I just think we all need to get back to being better people, treat people how you want to be treated, stay positive and be kind. I mean, it's just Do you, pretty simple. So it I'm is trying simple. To live by that. But in sports, don't you talk a little bit of smack? Didn't you go over to Holland and say, listen, keep that putting up and it's going to make my win that much better. <laughs> <laughs> No, that didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. Awesome. No, that's awesome. I'm glad you shared that. It was just from my perspective. I'm glad you were able to elaborate on that. Um, we thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Is there anything people can do besides buy those discs that you have to support you? Is there anything oh. that you'd like people to know? Well, I was just going to say, I, I tried to last night read through every message out there and I always try to respond to as many messages as possible. Um, but reading through so many of them noticed that noticed, you know, that I was smiling and I was positive and I'm always encouraging. And that means a lot to me because that's, is what I want, you know, people to see me by. So thank you for everyone who did uh, comment that and all the encouragement and love and support. It makes being away from my family, being away from my job, um, being away from my bed, <laughs> <laughs> 
it makes it so much easier to know that people are out there caring. Mm -hmm. So that, that helps. And I'll probably cry. I'll try to get this out. Um, had someone, well, actually I can tell you who it was. It was Scott Stokely, <laughs> uh, messaged me and said, you know, I know you want your mom there to celebrate this with you, but let everyone else fill that void because we're all happy for you. And that meant a lot, like a lot. And so I think I really, when he texted me that right after I was done, I really tried to read all those and take it all in because it, it's true. Like, of course I would want my mom to be here for this. Um, but she was <laughs> like yesterday was completely magical. Even Saturday was pretty magical. Um, that was pretty incredible. It should have been a 12 down if I could have finished, mm -hmm. but, um, my mom was with me and I 100%, you know, JB and I weren't close by any means, mm. but we've been teammates for a while and we've played practice rounds together down at Vista. And I've, I've known him for a very long time, even though we weren't close, but I could just feel and picture JB up there explaining every hole to my mom, mm -hmm. telling her, you know, that was where she wanted to land. And this is what happened. And rather they helped that disc just fly perfectly in at hole one or gave me definitely the peace and confidence to hit that last putt on 18 that I didn't have to. And my caddy told me, <laughs> it's okay. Lay it up. You can tap it in for the win. I just felt like I had to do that personal victory mm -hmm. of, you know, having the confidence to hit that putt because it was a kind of dangerous putt. Um, felt like 18, 20 feet up to mm -hmm. a pretty, I'm pretty sure it was pretty elevated mm -hmm. <laughs> and it could have spit out and rolled away. Cats did, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just having the peace and the, the confidence to, to, not be nervous and finish what I started. I, I think that was because they were there with me. So that made it a little more special. <laughs> Absolutely. And we thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that just means a lot to the fans, the show that you're being vulnerable and open like that. And I think that's awesome. What Scott told you, I think the disc golf community is special and I'm glad you're able to feel that as well from everybody. Yeah, it completely is. That's why I'm here for sure. And that's why, you know, and that's really why I, I try to be encouraging and kind. Like our community is incredible. Like we're here because we love to play. It's, it's getting more money, but that's, <laughs> I mean, I can yeah. make more money working. <laughs> yeah. yep. So, so that's I, funny. I do it because I, yeah, it's true. I'm like, I make more uh, money than all the disc golfers. <laughs> I've still played disc golf, but I work. Not I mean, I don't know. Paige, yeah. Kona, there's some big contracts. Yeah, true. I don't mean yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah. I don't mean all. Yeah, yeah. But but that's just a recent thing, yeah. you know. Uh, so staying home and working was, was a lot easier. It's tough out here on the road. It's mm, not yeah. easy. And grind all week, and sometimes you get a paycheck, and sometimes you don't. Mm. We were so, talking about that just a little bit ago. Yeah. 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 So you have to love this game. And if you can play this game with great people around you, I mean, we're winning mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Last nope, question before you go. And it's just, a, it's okay. kind of a fun one. We, okay. we were asking around before you came on about like, which you would rather do if you had to do what they call a birdogie, right? So it's like, dude, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. If you had to have a birdogie or You'd still get a bogey, but you hit a big circle two putt for that bogey. Which would you rather? 
Um, hit that big circle too, for sure. For yeah, sure. Thank you. Like, yeah. And I think maybe some people, yeah, some people might get mad when I cheer for their double birdie or double bogey <laughs> putt or whatever. Um, but it, when they hit a huge putt, it, I mean, it's still great. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's for a two or a five. That was, it went in <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. a win. Yeah. So I'm always cheering for that. So yeah, I'd have to say hitting a circle two for sure. We're all there. Intern Ben wasn't yeah. so sure at first, but he came around. I came around. Yeah. Hey, yeah. intern Ben, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have any Jennifer Allen tour series discs? Uh, nope, you don't. This wait. is a first. <laughs> Not yet. Story time. Wait, Not Go yet. four up. It's oh, sorry. Fine. We got to see intern Ben. Okay. Okay. Story time. Um, <laughs> one of my buddies was in a tournament. I drove all the way up to New York. His name is Mikey. Uh, hole one in a tournament. It, it was hole one. It wasn't his first shot. Jennifer <laughs> Allen T-Bird. <laughs> boom. Straight into the chains. Oh. Aced it. So I, I've had experiences with them and, I, and I've thrown them. But I don't own yes. them, unfortunately. But yeah, whole one. It's the whole love, one look. And they just love aces. I've had so many people tag me. And I was getting kind of angry because I hadn't really, <laughs> until this last year, had an ace with my own T-Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of aces. I don't even count them. And I've had two, two aces in a day, even. And so, um, yeah, but never with my T-Bird. But everybody else had. Even my son. <laughs> Had aces with my T-bird, and I was like, "God dang it!" Um, they they love to go in the basket. Catch yeah. chains. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, very grateful for your time. Obviously, you're a professional disc golfer, and you're practicing, getting in for an important tournament. We appreciate <laughs> the fact that you took time to join the show. I'm glad the signal worked out here. It's so wonderful. Anytime you're yeah. pro- you're you're top one percent of our guests who have had very clear signal oh. and everything like that. Yeah, you're. You're killing it right now. Yeah. Sweet. Compared to, I mean, uh, Let's Milo, say, like that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. They, they should come down here, I guess. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should. Um, but no, we really appreciate it. And we want to let you get back to your professional life here. But the time you took here means a lot to our listeners and your fans as well. So thank you very much. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm glad we could make it happen. All right. Thank you, Jen. Peace out, Jen. Have a good one. See ya. All right. Um, the chat had a lot of cry emojis. Uh, <laughs> I think we were feeling it. Um, that was epic. That was awesome. I'm so glad the time was made and she was able to do that. Um, join the show. With awesome signal. Yeah. It's a like bonus. That, which Absolutely. is a treat to have. Yeah. It's I was going to say it's a treat to have nowadays. I said that her first ever PDG cash was in the year 2000, right? I said that during my um, recap. Well, you I said, remember. I think you said it was 8,000 somewhat many days ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So exactly. It was uh, uh, 8,393 days. It's actually almost 23 years to the day. Let me pull it up. May 28th, which is oh, wow. this coming weekend. So she beat it by a week. Was her first cash in the year 2000. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I was born, like, but yeah. I wasn't very old. I'm trying less to than one year old. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think like 2000. I was what I was doing in the year 2000, 14, yeah. 15. I was somewhere in there. I hadn't found disc golf yet. It was another five years for me to find disc golf. So she's, she's no, I, I was one. I was one. Yeah. I, uh, and, I was six, well, you're a baby. I was six years old. Six years old. In... Wow. Okay. I'm the oldest one here. We know that, but that's yeah. wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Kat Mersh, who was on that final round lead card, not even born. 
Jen Allen was cashing PDGA checks. Well, so, yeah, not yeah, but I was <laughs> so I was in a weird spot thinking here as a, as an interviewer. I was going to ask the question like, so how old are like not how old are you? But oh. I know it's not the most polite thing to ask, but it's going to be like these women that are coming up in the sport, like you were playing before they were born. Uh, but I, yeah. I'm, anyways, we, we got around to the fact she feels kind of motherly out there and that was enough. We heard, you know, so that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and apparently her discs are awesome. I didn't know you had that story, Ben. You, your friend threw a Jennifer yeah. Allen in yeah. on a whole one. Yes. On whole, okay. it, 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 like, you know, shotgun starts how they start. It might've been our fifth hole, but it was first try, obviously in, in a tournament, nailed it center chains. He he was stoked. Um, and I think he bought another one instantly just because of that. Because obviously you can't throw the, the ace. Is that the ace in the Statmando hat? We can. We Jen, can. Hear if you, you. want to re-enter, Jen, it's up to you. We can hear you, but the the chat can't until we let you back in. You okay? Bring her back in. Here you are. Okay. Yeah. You're back in. So my daughter is older than Cat Merch. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we discussed this our last, my last round, or the last round yesterday. Wow, that's try awesome. To over here to this hole, it's so pretty. It's windy as heck, though, so that's why I was down by the water. Well, wow. that makes sense. One other thing I was, oh, I'm about to level up next weekend. So it's about to get older. Gotcha. I like how you said that, too, level up. Yeah, I'm going to call it my birthday anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that. Look at that glare. basket. Look at that. Okay, For our, that's a wow. good looking We're, basket. Oh, we should. I can't this really see what I'm <laughs> Brand new. No, not brand new. Wow. Well, oh, it just froze up. Out. Picture perfect frame on oh, the basket. Beautiful. All right. With that being said, we'll drop it. Like she can come back in if she wants to. But I will say I, that just, you know, yeah, yeah. great, great looking basket. But oh, um, she's gone. Not enough trees. <laughs> I don't need more trees. trees around that basket. <laughs> I do play good in the woods. Um, we kind of talked about this in the group chat. We don't really need to get into it. But I just ordered that basket. Not not that whole whatever it was. But I I just ordered that Innova Discatcher Pro Twenty Eight. Mm. I just ordered it. So I wanted that. What's considered maybe the best basket in the world. Some are gonna argue that. But I think it is. It's the most expensive. We can say that much. <laughs> yes. Is it really? I think it's. Is it though? I think it is. So it's five. It's five nine. It's five hundred like, bucks. Like, like straight discount. up individually, it's like five hundred bucks. So yes, individually five hundred five hundred bucks. If you buy all nine, I forget what it is plus shipping. But yeah, it's it's pretty up there. I think I think it is the most because I've seen like the uh, dynamic disc. 450. What are they called? Whatever. The, yeah. The, the veteran. Veterans. They are. Yeah. I've, veterans, I've seen yeah. them all. all Some may question why I did this. I have a lot of winnings in Disc Golf 978. They did not pay for this ad, so it's not officially an ad. But Disc Golf 978 runs amazing tournaments, and I play in their tournaments, and me and my sons play in the tournaments, and we're doing okay. So we're like cashing all of this prize money. And I'm like, we don't need discs. We have so many discs. So we're buying yeah. baskets. And we've got we've got baskets from Maple Hill off the course on our yep. property. We've got other practices. Like, we wanted to try a new one. So now we've got almost nice. nine. So there we go. Nice. Um, That's how you do it. Cool. G- Evan, yep. give us give us this game. It's been a while. Uh, know your ABCs. Yes. I think that's what we want to do right now. Ben, me, and Nick will play. All right. It has been a while. I like it. There was a few busy weeks and there's a few like a few I was busy weeks and then there's a few like the show was too busy because we had 80 guests on in an episode. So it has been a minute, but I do think we got some good ones here. So we don't have any music, so I'm going to go straight into it. Not as uh, uh, exciting, but (laughs) 
thought that was Harry Potter at first. <laughs> Sorry, it's not the best music for this it's game. Fine. No, that doesn't that doesn't quite build it up. But it's a good yeah. segment that we just didn't go from talking to more talking. We had something in between. Yeah. Eagle. Eagle McMahon has won the Beaver State Fling now for the third time as a tour event being Major Elite or Silver. Which of the following events has he not won at least, at least twice? So I'll say three events. Uh, if he has not won them two or more times, that's the answer you want to pick. He has won uh, two of these events at least two times uh, with Beaver State Fling being another okay. one. So A... The OTB Open slash the San Francisco Open, that being a continuation of the San Francisco Open into the OTB Open. Uh, so the four years of that event. Uh, B, Deglo, or C, Las Vegas Challenge. Which of these events has Eagle McMahon not won at least twice, as he's only won it one or zero times? The OTB Open slash San Francisco Open, Deglo, or C Las Vegas challenge. I didn't give the letters the second time, but I think you can put it together. So let's let's start with Nick, if you're ready. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Let's let's do this. Oh, if it's Evan, it's Ben. It's gonna pick Evan though. If it's Evan, it's Ben. If it's Evan, it's Ben. Yeah. So it's Nick. Um, I will say. Wow, all of them seem like the correct. Well, two of them seem like the correct answer, but I'll go with OTB. Right, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, go, a, I'll a. go. Um, this is that he has not won twice. Okay, D yeah, he, so B. Yeah, you're picking the event. He's only won once or zero times. B. I'm also going B. D Glow. I don't. It doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't know why. Uh, it's a tournament in Michigan. No, I, I know what D Glow. Him winning it. it Ooh, doesn't sound all right. familiar. All right, getting into the answer, the uh, correct answer. Well, let's let's knock out the ones that he has won Las Vegas Challenge twice. Yes, that so was, it's not that was obvious. He won in 2021 and, and 2018. He did win both the D, uh, both D-Glow and OTB in 2021. Ooh. So he has at least one win at each of those events. But the event that he has not won twice, this is the correct answer, is a otb uh, open slash san francisco open okay. 2021 was the only year he had won that he won d in 2020 and 2021 uh in otb open slash san francisco open when it was san francisco open yeah. he was second in 2018 and third in 2019 so a lot of very good finishes but only came out with a victory once when it was the otb open in stockton in 2021 Dang. so wow. i was wondering that point baby <laughs> way off all right getting that way off you had just one of the ones that were close i mean he won in 2020 and 2021 that's pretty embarrassing that i didn't didn't yeah yeah well we both whatever i started playing in 2021 move along you you humiliated me last week ben in your game so i'll just keep keep it up (laughs) all right well we were just talking about it but jen allen first cashed on may 28th in the year 2000 uh eight thousand three hundred ninety three days before winning her first uh fpo event on tour being a major elite or silver of first time winners on tour this season who had the longest previous gap between first cash and first win on tour uh just from this season that is going to be a sayananda b emerson keith or c maria oliva so uh, pretty much which of those has, has the, the longest? 
oh, okay. gap between first PDGA cash and first win on tour when they won that event. <laughs> Nick, Nick go ahead. <laughs> B, Emerson Keith. That is also my answer, Emerson Keith. Is, and why is Evan smirking, though? Now Ben's going to no, change. That, Whoa! That's my answer because Statmando literally posted a stat about that, or it was the Pro Tour or, or something. You're a stat maniac. Yeah, they they, they posted a stat, so it's B. I, I, it's, it's B. Solid. All right. He's well, about to say it's A. It's not B. <laughs> it is not B. Let me tell you what the stat was that you saw, which was Emerson okay. Keith had the longest gap between first PG cash and first elite win since Matt Bell did it at the 2019 Delaware. Yes, that is the stat challenge. I saw. Was that your stat? But the interesting, oh, uh, I don't think it was me. I think it was, okay. I think it was, I might have been Steve. He was in the chat earlier. Um, the other two won silver events, so wouldn't have qualified for that, um, that part because it was elite or majors like there's always qualifiers to everything right so the correct answer is c maria oliva i straight up did not believe this yeah i'm like uh i don't even know you gotta explain how long has she been playing maria oliva first cashed by winning the 2014 turner twist in grand prairie texas on october 19th 2014 uh, she went on to win a uh, new world championship on November 3rd, 2022, 2,947 days later. Mm. Emerson Keith is the next highest of this set at 2,555 days. Uh, first cashing on May 15th, 2016. So a year and a half after Maria Oliva and winning on May 14th, 2023, about a half a year okay. later. Um, and then Sayananda was also very close, 2,429, first cashing on July 31st, 2016, the same year as Emerson, uh, and then winning on March 26, 2023. Uh, the interesting thing is Maria Oliva, I said, won that 2014 Turner Twist in Grand Prairie, Texas. Emerson Keith was playing MA2 in that event, what? finished fifth. MA2, Maria Oliva, baby. Maria Oliva won wow. an FPO. Dang, so he, he, he escalated That's, quickly in the, in the ranks. Yeah, I mean, 2016 to... Wasn't he 20, second at Worlds in 2019 or something? Like, that's three years. No, he didn't finish in second, but no, he finished was in leading third. for a while. Well, he was, he, that, I'm, Wait, yeah, though, like, 2016. I know it's seven years, but, like, he's been playing MPO for how many years now? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it was his third or fourth year, because 2016, 17, 18, 19. So it was his fourth year playing MPO. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty quick, but also we... You know, we've seen quicker too. So, or maybe not seen quicker, but also ones that were fast. Uh, uh, by the way, interjection Jen Allen said, Sorry, my phone died. And then she said she had a blast. Oh. So I was like, No, we sense. loved it. So there you go. All right. Third and awesome. final, or do we have another? No, yeah. Third and final is coming up. I just, I'm still shocked about that Maria Oliva one. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, really it is cool. wild. All right, we didn't do picks last week, but I did make a pick. I was oh, I right. was doing one of Ben's famous picks, uh, Niklas Antela, <laughs> to win Beaver State Fling. Uh, I was feeling it. He's been playing well lately. I think he finished fifth, um, if I'm correct. Yeah, tied for fifth with mm-hmm. Carter Ahrens. Um, so I got a little question about him. After Finland, what was the next country that Niklas Antela won a PDGA event in MPO? So he won in Finland first in MPO. What was the next country that Czech he got Republic. a PGA victory in MPO? Oh, sorry. You didn't give us a list. <laughs> no, I didn't give you the list. <laughs> I'm but playing hey, like trivia hey, game here. Good job. I'll, I'll go backwards to front. So we got C, Czech Republic, Whoa. B, Estonia, or A, Sweden. I, I'm probably wrong, but it's on the list. So I'm going, I, we'll just, I'll start. Czech Republic, A. 
or C? C. C- yeah, C. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I, I, ben, I was saying it just to get uh, you first. I'm gonna go Sweden. That because that's what I was thinking. Uh, I'll go whatever B was. Oh, A, B, or C? Uh, B was Estonia. Estonia. We, we yeah, got one of I'll each. Give it a go. Someone won. Yeah, and uh, Nick, you're leading one to zero to zero. So mm-hmm. if it's A or C, Matt or Ben will tie we you. If it's B, again. you'll be winning two zero. Correct give me answer. A win this week, I need one. Is C Czech Republic? Nicely good job, done, Matt. Matt. I'm good. so proud, bro. That was a good because I didn't even hear the for once redemption. 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 So I'm telling you, this man. A, last week's games were horrible. I don't think this is going to be the question, but Matt, can you name the uh, event that he won in Czech Republic? This is where I need to do a phone run upstairs. Ask Hunter. Hunter, scream. What is the answer? I don't know. I do not know. Konopiste. That would have been my guess, but I don't. I like. I don't know. I don't it. That would have been a that's guess. The only that I know that's out yeah. there. That it, literally would have been a shot in the dark for me. Yeah, it was not Konopiste. Okay. Yep. It was actually an XA tier, which might give it away. It was the European Disc Golf Championship, okay, which I believe is an XA purely because of who they allow in. Because I, it, I, I would assume it's Europeans only. I believe they play by the same rules, but if they don't, somebody please mm-hmm. correct me. Uh, there might be another reason why it's an XA uh, tier. Um, so to be honest, I, I'm I'm proud of my answer there and getting it without hearing A, B, or C, but I'll throw myself under the bus. Like, it was a guess. I mean, it was an educated guess, but I didn't know the event, obviously. It was just like, I'm going to say Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, okay, let's do this as the bonus question. I'm going to name the, let's go t- top 10 highest rated players from this event. And I want you guys to pick a player who you thought finished the best besides Nicolas Antelo, of course, at this 2021 European Disc Golf Championship. And whoever uh, guesses the player who finished the highest wins between Matt and Nick. Hold on. And you can, so you at the it. European Disc Golf Championship. In 2021, Nicolas Antelo took it down. Yes. It was his first win outside of Finland. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name the top 10 highest rated players from this tournament. Okay. And you're just going to you're gonna pick who you think finished the best out of those well, nine players is one of them. Okay. Uh, and so Matt and Nick, you guys will do this band. You can do it as third for fun. So to name the top 10, which let me just count. <laughs> the chat. I got to look ten. at the chat. Someone just told me. Yeah. <laughs> so, was Did they tell you what the answer Linus? was? Oh my goodness. All right. The hey, chat really? the next after don't look at the chat <laughs> i'm sorry next, i was just reading the chat they obviously were answering before i was ready to yeah and it happened that's okay uh we're harry chase is finished. like harry chase everybody in the chat he holds it down sometimes for us all the time for us okay and he, says, and he did just say it's a guess but i did say that it's true so we're gonna <laughs> oh, exclude true. we're gonna exclude <laughs> yeah. Nicholas and lena's from this so you're gonna pick who finished uh okay next best next i'm time. not looking at the chat and if i am it'd just be uh, a random yeah. All right. So we got Marvin Tetzel, 1050 rated. Uh, then we got Niklas and Linus back to back at 1034 and 1033. We got Simon Lazat at 1032. Vino Makala at 1030. Tony Farrow at 1029. Albert Tom at 1021. Uh, Lucas Rockinen at 1019. And Blair Orn Askerson at 1017. And I, I think that's nice. So 10 is Seppo Paiu at 1016. Okay. We so both think of an answer. The highest out of those people. Yeah. Just think yeah. of an answer. Don't change it. We'll both answer. Excluding at the same Nicholas time. 
and Lena. So I'll go through quickly. Marvin Tetzel, Sam Lazat, Vino Makala, Tony Farrow, Albert Tom, Lucas Rockinen, Blair Oren Askerson, and Seppo Paiu. I've got mine picked. Okay. Got you got mine. yours picked? Okay. Mine is um, yeah. Makala. Tom. All right. Rockinen. Tom. Who is closest? And Ben, you want to pick one for fun? Tom. Tom. Oh, um, Tom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what did you think I was saying? Albert. Tom. I thought you were saying, um, but like <laughs> oh. saying it weird. All right. The highest player between uh, Vinyl Makala, Lucas Rockinen, and I don't even remember which one you said, Ben, but Tom. it wasn't it. Tom. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I have short term memory loss. <laughs> Is Vinyl Makala, who finished sixth. He was the uh, highest placing one of the names I named in the top 10. Uh, he highest was. rated players. Lucas Rockinen finished ninth, um, and Tom finished twenty fourth. Let's go. So that was not Kobe. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, we had some we had some sec- uh, thirds and fourths that were included in this who uh, who weren't too high rated, like Jakob Semerad, who we know a lot lately. Uh, Huna Heinenen, Juna Heinenen. Oh man, yeah. Well, that so, was an awesome segment. Uh, we haven't had it in a while, and I think this music is a better Dude, outro I love than the music. Now. Is this the outro started. to the show, or is this the no? Outro to this the was game. the outro to the game. This was awesome. The know your ABCs presented by Statmando. Dude, Statmando is massive now. We're getting ready to close out the show, but like, I'm at a tournament, and I'm wearing a shirt that, um. I think it was disc golf swag they sponsored our show for an episode or an ad and i was wearing what they had sent me and it had on it the word mando and it had little like christmas trees and it had like golf disc or whatever and it's just like patterned all over it and everybody that has ever seen me wore that shirt goes oh stat mando shirt that's sweet <laughs> every time and i'm like no not nice. stat mando so Maybe That's you should awesome. do that. Maybe you guys should have a shirt made through Discura that has these little Mando words on it, and it'd be awesome. But yeah, hey, we'll bars and trees. That's yeah. what I always say. Or actually, right. bars and single tree. Single but, tree, half yeah. tree, <laughs> half tree. <laughs> yeah, not even a single tree. Honestly, great. Whoever you guys have a great logo for thinking of it as your first iteration. Like I, I applaud you. Very, 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 uh, very smart logo. Hey. I appreciate that, and I'm I'm a huge fan of it myself. And, and you know what I love about it is the you know three original founders, myself, Hans and Dion, each had a part in it. Um, and like, I think Dion might have had the first idea, but it was like two bars and a full, or yes, yeah, two bars and a full tree. I then cut it in half, and then Hans then added the third bar. Cut, I cut are the you tree guys? In half. Are you guys the three bars? Like, are you the short bar, and then Dion's just the tall bar? <laughs> Th- I'm just kidding. Because you're I'm not taller short. You're Dion. taller than me. No, huh? Yeah. I, I was going to say you're than Dion. Dion's yeah. pretty tall though. He's like, he, I think he's six two, and I'm six three. And then Hans yeah. is no slouch. He's like six foot or six one. Okay. Dion has coined that we're the uh, the tallest disc golf startup. So um, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we're we're a pretty tall crew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we're excited to play the flex start with you this this Friday, Evan. Um, Hunter and Tanner are excited to play with you, and Hunter immediately said. Oh, we get to play with Evan Berg. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Evan Berg. Oh my goodness. Berg. All right, you I, guys got to film I, that. I get a good ca- cast of plastic call after this. Yes. Okay. They're, they're probably sleeping. It's, um, it's early 
late in European time. I don't know. <laughs> this was there was a lot of funny moments here. The chat has had some great comments tonight. Even Daniel here. Are you guys the bars? He loved that question, Nick. That's awesome. Yeah. Cry, making him cry. Um, was something fun like that in the logo, that was cool. <laughs> like three so bars, funny. three founders, you know. I gotta yeah. ask, I've not asked, but a follow-up, and and we gotta do predictions for the next upcoming yes. event. But if and and Ben has something to say. We got a little bit to close out here. I have a question for you on not the rating system, but we had you pick how I would shoot at the event, right? This last weekend. And I think Ben said your rating. Nick yeah. said 965. Evan said 955. No, 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 no. Ben said like 920. No, he said my rating. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, okay. I said, I said 951, and I think I'm right. Well, so right? here's my question. Because well, they're dropping his rating that didn't round, count. Yeah. Yeah. This is what. So no. he averaged way better. Yeah. So take the three stop. rounds and put them together. <laughs> and your event rating is like actually what it's happened. Your 944 is my actual event rating. So I think. I think the close. hard part is if you said 950 did you say 950 evan yeah and, then and you no guys split it you right and ben both. split it, yeah, I split I was, it. I don't uh, know. yeah we were both one stroke away basically. but if we drop that round the same way that gannon said in our interview with him last he goes that round won't count so i actually averaged this this is what oh, even that, gannon said that was what gannon said yeah that was wrong he did say did, that he goes i actually averaged that. this at the event i averaged higher than anybody and i'm like <laughs> okay that's a new i'm gonna try that from here on out so i averaged yeah. 982 it's pretty good Good job, man. And then I would have won because I said you were going to shoot above your rating. Exactly. So you won, Nick. No. I had high hopes. Thank you. Dude, I shot two. So the 993, I'm not that great of a player, but that's my third highest rating. Um, And 974, I'm nothing for me to cry about. So like I did. I That rain round is just bad. Anyways, mm -hmm. good good people I was playing with. I have no, no issues. The morale, everything was pretty good. Mentally, I was struggling. All right. And then finally, the picks. Um, actually, rip them through quick. Actually, hold on. Ben Ben wants to give a shout out. He's traveling somewhere. Yes, intern real Ben. Quick, real quick shout out. So, if any of you have watched my personal YouTube channel, I've been doing these challenges. Like Nick, Nick and Emma are part of it. Make the island win twenty dollars at Maple Hill Hole Eight. Recently, I just did Ace Maple Hill Hole Seventeen win two hundred dollars. I'm actually flying down to Asheville, North Carolina, in collaboration with another round. We are gonna do an ace challenge on my channel. If you get an ace, first one ace gets $500. It's this Thursday from 5 to 7 at another round, Asheville. So if you were a Nick and Matt fan in that area, come on down. And Raz intern Ben. And yeah, and be that? in the video and hopefully win $500. Four and a half from you, right? Yeah, Nick's like, yeah, hmm. Nick, come on, the Ace Master. It's Thursday, five uh, to seven. I'll be. I have a tournament. Yeah, it's I four totally, and a half hours. But can you no win more? Way. That was throw. Yeah, four okay, hours, thirty-five stop, minutes. Stop. That was a guess. That was like That's a random blind very guess. Impressive. Wow, everyone's gonna get a get good guesses. But yeah, uh, if you live in North Carolina. Uh, you have to be. A, you have to be a prophet to yeah. be on this show. The hole is short. It's a it's a short aceable hole. It's just like hole seventeen reds. It maybe it's like less than two hundred feet. It's I, worth. I don't really know. It's worth a plane ticket, everyone. It's worth a plane. Yeah, ticket. I'm I'm spending a lot of money to go down there and, and do this. So please show up and um and um I'm doing this for the entertainment and for y'all and it's it's what cool to give out money. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Asheville. They, one I every time I say it, I'm like I'm saying Nashville wrong, but like. I, they're probably used to that, but I feel like I'm like when I say Asheville, I'm like I mess something up. Uh, but their minor league baseball team, I, I don't know what level they actually play at. It might be single A or something like that. Asheville Taurus, awesome logo. It's just oh, like a baseball. I, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 
I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Well, so that's all I got. I've seen that logo. Good logo. I agree. Okay. So Portland another silver Open event is next, right? Yes. Well, uh, there's, there's a, a silver, silver event. event. Yeah. This weekend? We can pick silver <laughs> events, but I, I'm, no, no, you want to do Portland? I'm not doing Portland open picks this week when there's yeah, an event probably not this week. Yeah. All right. No, All right, let's, so do Shil- let's do Cascade Challenge picks. Discraft's which- Cascade uh, Challenge presented what, what by Chris EQ. Uh, I don't know. It's out in so, Shelton, Washington. Yeah. So, fun fact this is actually where uh, Dion's home course is. Okay. Uh, so, I, Dion's winning. <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he's playing. Um, you, you know, I, I've heard plenty about this course. I, like, for the life of me, can't remember too much about it. I'm pretty sure it's mostly wooded. I think it is, but I think it's like fair lines, fun shots. It's like one of the more like championship level in Washington, I want to say. And this might be me just completely getting it wrong. And I'm sorry, but I think that's what I remember from hearing from it. So that's all I got. I think fairly woodsy, still long, good lines. Okay. Well, I'm then I don't know enough about it. I don't know it, anything about so it to predict this, this is the This is literally to test our profit Yes. Esque. Like, how profit are we? So, we're going to rate Nick on the profit scale after this and me and profit Anthony. scale. Anthony Barella yep. picks up his first big win. Wow. That would be a big profit and scale. I'm writing these down, remember, tough. so we can reflect. Dude, Evan, is there a, is there a calculator? I, I'm trying to think how you could do that for like hot picks compared to. So, like, if I pick, uh, I don't know, Gannon Burr and he wins versus Nick picking. Anthony Barella and he wins like that's a way hotter pick like they should scale it yeah, point wise. Yeah. okay okay this is fun because we, we do picks field. on here uh <laughs> we do picks on here and then uh stat mando we've been doing them on instagram too and we've been thinking about some ideas so like we well can if you think some, up one some thoughts so one of the things we've talked about is like a points-based system and you can do multiple picks but i'll, I'll keep it to just winners here is if you pick a repeat winner right or a or the number one player in the world right um Things like that, or 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 back to back winner. So, uh, for example, um, oh my goodness, uh, Eagle Man just won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Heimer is the number one player in the world. Or I this picked is a Calvin. New event. Like I picked Calvin at um, so Jonesboro. You, you get, yeah, you would get less points right. if you pick someone outside of that group. You get more points. Maybe you do more. We were also thinking like a top ten pick, where they they can't have be in the top ten of certain things. So there's some ways like that to get more points. And I think that's fair, but I don't know if we're there yet. Because what was Ben's pick like two weeks ago? And we were like, eh, it's not that like hot of a pick. What was it? But it was a good uh, pick. Was it, was it Cat Mercer Jonesboro? No, it was when I picked Anthony. Okay, no, you got oh, Aaron, Aaron Gossage. Guys, Thanks. chat, help me out. That, <laughs> yeah. They, so, this, they were like, oh, when he was like about to win. What well, event? He didn't, well, what close. event? He was like OTB. Okay. And he was like, is picking they were Aaron like, Gossage. Oh, hold on. That doesn't really hold on uh, to the pick. chat to those listening after. Is picking Aaron Gossage to win OTB open like a like super profit pick? Like it was it like I didn't say that. You guys were just like, oh, it's not not the it's an well, okay pick. He's All played right. there so well every year that yeah. it was kind of like, yeah, you kind of expect it. It's if you if you got it right, <sighs> so I would have given you so much so, credit. It would have been so three, much three weeks in a row. Just like just like me picking Calvin and he wins. It's like, okay, that wasn't yeah. that hot of a pick. That's all we were trying to say. It was a good pick. It wasn't like if Anthony Barella won, I would have like went crazy first win i picked them to win he did it just like nick picking anthony this week it'd be yeah, like no I, holy crap how'd you do that i get what you're saying it was yeah he does it wasn't like a hot pick but it, also it was a wasn't, good pick 
It yeah, was a, a good pick. pick. You have to pick who you think will win. We're not discrediting that. No, right? I know. Well, I, I'm the way I'm sending <laughs> up these picks. I'm keep I'm keeping track of points. So yes. like for the for OTB Open, Nick didn't pick, so he gets a hundred points there. No, but um. <laughs> So like Matt picked Anthony Barella, he came in six. That's six points. Oh, That's nice. how I'm doing it. So we'll, nice. we'll we're gonna get points oh, at the end okay, of the year. Okay. I don't know how we're gonna do if people skip weeks, but we'll figure we'll that out. Text us to submit them. Like if I, someone leaves it oh, out. Oh, true. That's a good one too. Here's my official. This is my official uh, uh, stance, maybe or opinion. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but what I'm putting in as a suggestion for how we do points is oh. if you pick. If you pick a player who is either the back-to-back winner on tour, so Eagle Man and Jennifer Allen coming into this event, or the number one player in the world, so Kristen Tatar or um, Calvin Heimberg, uh, depending on the ranking system, of course, or the reigning champ from last year, uh, which this is a new event, so it doesn't matter, you get one point for picking him right. So if you're like, I think Eagle McMahon's going back-to-back, if he ended up winning, you only get one point. Then there's the next tier, which is a top five again in the world slash last event slash last year of that event. That's worth two points. So, uh, for example, um, who just finished top that five so at this last event? It's Hold not on. that complicated. No, no, you can submit that. Okay, no, I mean, you submit that, pick, but here's my here's Gannon, my thing. Gannon Burr. If I pick Gannon yeah. Burr, it's worth two but points. No, be, okay. So but I'm going to go back on myself. Just do place. I'm going back on myself. Three points. I'm going back on myself here because here I was going to say let's do like power rankings. Like you picked a power like hot pick, but here's the problem. Like that encourages people to pick who they don't think will win. No. Yeah, it does. No. It's like I want more points, so I'm going to roll Tatars. higher dice or whatever it is. Three Christmas Tatars is worth more than something else or, you know? <sighs> well, and, submit, and you can, it, you submit it, it in writing, Evan. We'll look at it. You could do like, <laughs> you don't have to do one, two, three, which I I agree is tough because it's three times as much. You could also do um, other sequences. Nick's like, ready uh, to move on. Know, it's five, not six, that seven. complicated, but I just, li- I just like the points because if your guy goes like in the 100th place, you get plus 100 points. It's easy as math. I like to... I liked Ben's idea okay. where if you guess it right, you get a point or a, you like, get zero. What the, I don't know. Yeah, you get one okay. point, I guess. And, and I'm just yeah. doing please. I'm we'll, down we'll, for either. We'll figure, we'll figure it out another time. <laughs> not not with the chat right now. We'll just let the right, intern Ben just do whatever we'll he wants. Good. He can win. Like Evan, you're here. just salty because you got 55 points for that Eagle <laughs> McMahon pick. And you are losing by a lot right now. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. I didn't <laughs> even know that was the points we were doing. <laughs> well, I'm going to do... I have yeah. to go back, but that's the first one where I started keeping track. But oh, I'll okay. go back. Conveniently. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll go back. Maybe. I'll go back to all our Let's predictions. wait until the six other times you pick Cat Mersh and she finished 10th. That equals it the same thing. Definitely go back, though, because you've had a back. good season, and I have. I've had a great season. All right. I've had a great season. There you go. A.B. and Hall and Hanley. Okay. And, and I back. say, I say, yeah, I know we're back. I don't know who's going to be here, so it's not fair. But Gannon Burr and um, did you say Hanley? He did. Um, yeah. Dang it. Come back to me. I got Gannon Burr and Ella Hansen's there. That's my. Girl. Oh, Owen will those be the there two, because those she's are the two highest rated event. players. Um, I don't. Yeah. And Sarah Holcomb's not there. Who's going to play this well? This feels wild. Here? It's. She's not there. Don't pick her. Uh, okay, Alan Hanley, Ella Hansen, Kat Merch, Jessica Wee, Sayananda, Emily Beach, Lisa Fakus, Stacey Ronsley, Dean Carey, Madison Marker, Hall of Family, Kona, and then Hannah Wynn. Nicky Lawrence. Lika. S- uh, all right. Stacey Haas. Sayananda. That's a good pick. There you go. If she wins uh, yeah, it, that's a good, that's a profit pick. I'll say that. All right. Go ahead, Evan. 
Man, I, I think it's going to be a Holland versus Ella show. I think Me that's going to be exciting. Uh, how, Nick, you picked Holland. Matt, you went Sayananda. Ben, did you pick yet? Nope. All right. You well, know who I'm going I'll with go. A few wise, though. <laughs> You're going Cat Merch. So I'll no, go Ella then. Uh, uh, what? I'm going Ella, but. We can go both. I don't care. Like, All right, let me get, let me go. I picked I Cat Merch was my Arkansas pick, and I feel should, like it was just so, so great of a pick that I, I need to let that pick. be for a little bit. I, okay, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Holland Handley. <laughs> what is it? The Steve Falco rule. I was I was getting yep. into that. I was trying to do something no one else. Did. I'm gonna stick with Holland Handley. Uh, MPO. Oh man, this is tough. Like I think Gannon Burr is a good pick. Like I feel like it might be like a sneaky like Cole Radolin or Chris Clemens week. Uh Man, I like Gannon the one. This is tough. I don't want to get another fifty-first. Fifty-five, brother. Like, yeah. Oh, fifty-five. My bad. And was... Holland finished thirteen, so you're actually losing by a lot. Oof. Yeah. Well, in comparison, yeah, Aaron Gossage third, Ella Hansen fourth. Like, do I roll with Niklas back-to-back weeks? I, I kind of so. want I think to. He's great. I'm Could gonna be. go. I'm gonna go Niklas and. Holland, did I do Holland last? No, yeah. I did own Scoggins yes, last week on my own. So okay. uh, for for sorry for the OTB Beaver State Fling, which we didn't do on the show. So I'm talking to myself here. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Niklas again. Let's roll with it. With there we Holland go. Handy. We have our picks. Everybody, thank well, you so much for tuning in. Pick. Pick. One pick. Oh, I thought you did. Oh my goodness, we forgot. <laughs> Why'd you the put on the music then? Yeah, I'll say it real quick. I spent long enough for two. Sorry. Cole Radolin and Ella Hansen. Those are my picks. Thank you. Ding, ding, I was ding. wondering why I put on the music then. Anyways, <laughs> there you go. We got our picks now. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning into episode 139 presented by Cosmic DG. Don't forget to check them out. And also, Double G Craft Jerky. Use code Nick and Matt, 10% off. DG Max Wax as well. Check out their website for 10% off your orders with code Nick and Matt. Uh, don't forget to, to subscribe to the channel. Leave us a like. Give us some comments. Uh, we appreciate everyone being there. Don't forget to support your favorite tours out on the road. Check out Discara DG, Stat Mando, all these great partners that we have with the Nick and Matt show. Check out whatever you want on their websites. So uh, everybody, tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of Cosmic Disc Golf. Ben, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. I'll see you Friday, Evan. Let's go. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Oh. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.